Welcome to the Paper Dungeon Podcast. On today's episode, we are unfortunately missing Ryan, who plays the elusive Havel. In his place, the DM will be bringing Havel to life. This episode also features a charity case making himself known, the party delving deeper on a suspicious lead, and a whole lot about gods? All this and more on today's episode of The Paper Dungeon. Right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, we're super, super excited to be uh, streaming again. Um, if you guys just came over from How We Roll, uh, hi, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Um, we're really, really happy that um, How We Roll rated us last uh, stream last Monday. Um, it was really, really kind of them. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and we've gotten some good feedback from a lot of the people that were there. So if you're one of those people, shout it out in the chat. We'd like to have you here. Um, and welcome back. A um, couple things that we want to talk about. First, Grant has a quick announcement that he's going to go through. Yes, I'm super excited about this announcement. And to those of you who have been asking if there's a way to support us, now there is. Um, I recently uploaded our first Patreon videos to patreon.com slash the paper dungeon. <laughs> and one of them is the introduction to the Patreon. Um, and we will actually be playing that during the break. So stay tuned for that. That's a lot of fun. It's very funny. And there is also another video that is exclusively for our patrons, and it is a riot. Um, we're really excited <laughs> to get this started because we want to be as close to our community as we possibly can. Um, and Patreon will probably be one of the best ways we do that as we go on. Um, we're hoping to upload behind the scenes footage and pretty much anything else that us as individuals and us as a cast put our minds to that we want to mm -hmm. throw up on Patreon. Um, and not only that, but we've all invested quite a bit to this stream, not only with our time, but also financially. And we all really want to spread our horizons with what we do on this channel. We want to do other things than just our main campaign. And we have a lot of exciting plans for the future. Um, but there are expenses when it comes to running a show. That's just yeah. how it is. You all know. Um, so your support would mean the world to us as we try to build up from where we started. And lastly, we want to be as in touch with you Dungeoneers, our beloved fans, our wonderful, wondrous adventurers <laughs> as we can. And uh, Patreon is currently the best way to do so. Um, and because you will not only get to know us as players and as creators, but also as people. Um, it'll be a great time to, or a great place to really see us as we are and have one-on-one -on -one interactions with us. Um, and to those of you who are watching now, um, this is the prime time right now because as we grow in size, it'll be more and more difficult to stay really connected one-on-one -on -one with our beloved Dungeoneers. Um, so we want to hop on that train as fast as we can and really just plug in with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, so with all of that said, Thank you for watching our show and being a part of our wonderful community. And if you're enjoying it, please consider supporting us and becoming a patroneer, becoming a patroneer <laughs> and signing up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the paper dungeon so that we can grow closer together as friends, as a community, and also continue bringing you some beloved D&D content. Awesome. Definitely some beloved stuff. Yeah. Don't, please don't feel like you ever have to feel pressured to do that. Um, whatever support you guys want to give, we will totally accept. Um, but like Grant said, there are extra expenses and it just makes it easier on us to provide that content that we want to. So if you guys want to, that'd be awesome. Um, something else that we want to talk about is TikTok. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, 
the four guys here and then Ryan, who unfortunately isn't here with us tonight. Um, we've been playing D&D together for like the last five years. But when we decided that we want to start the show, we went to TikTok to kind of find who else we wanted to bring on because we didn't play with any girls and we didn't really have the chops to make this as big as and as good as we wanted. So then we brought on Lydia um, and then she introduced us to Hannah and we absolutely love these girls. And the D&D community on TikTok is so fantastic and amazing. Um, and it breaks all of our hearts, especially the two girls, um, to hear that TikTok is getting taken off the app store and all that good stuff. We're hoping that there can be a solution. Um, but we just wanted to let you guys know that we're there with you guys. Um, we're going to try and keep producing content. Um, we know that a lot of our audience comes over from TikTok and that Lydia and Hannah have brought over a lot of their audience. So uh, if you guys want to stay connected with us, please feel free to let us know. Um, and if you have any ideas of things that we can be doing to help stay connected with your community and that community in general, um, please feel free to tweet us at the Paper Dungeon or uh, you can send an email to us at contactthepaperdungeon at gmail.com. Um, we love to hear your guys' suggestions because we want to stay connected with you guys, just like Grant was talking about with the Patreon, uh, but not just financially throughout the whole community. So please feel free to let us know um, and, let, and just know that um, our hearts are with you guys. We're really sad about it too. Um, TikTok's pretty rad. So cool. Anything else that anyone else wants to talk about before we get started? Real, real quick. Um, I just want to make let, say, say if you have missed any uh, past episodes so far we are fully caught up on our youtube on past yes. episodes between solo uh, character sessions the two group sessions first two episodes it's all there so when it, when it eventually gets kicked off of uh off of twitch uh you can still watch the vod over there whenever you feel like it so feel free it to is check that out. also available on podbean <laughs> spotify uh, Google Podcasts and Amazon Music. So go ahead and check that out if you would prefer to listen instead of just watch. We, we also app- have Instagram and a website. The Paper okay, Dungeon. all right, stop it, stop it. Get off, go away. Um, are we also on um, Apple, Hannah, or not quite? Not yet, but we are getting approved soon. Sweet. It should be at least. Should be super soon. Apple's just how it is, you know. So. Cool. Well, if we don't have any other announcements and nothing else to talk about, let's go ahead and get started with session three of The Paper Dungeon. Welcome to Nicomuros, a world full of sprawling cities and dark secrets. In the wake of the trial, a divine act of righteous judgment, the world has been launched into an era of rebirth. But there are those who still lust for darkness and ruin. Follow us across the continent of Talyra, from the deserts of Elon Rhyme to the fields of Rivaluna. Deep in the Bloom Rose Ocean and high above the Alisar Mountains, our story will see our adventurers through glory, fear, and fortune as they make their way through the Paper Dungeon. DJ's not paying attention to me. Sorry, I was looking at the chat. 
Um, <laughs> fantastic. We're back. So in the last session, over the course of the last couple of sessions, we have gone through quite the progression. Um, our characters first met each other during the Damnia Festival um, after they had promptly run into each other, the two groups um, running into each other, mistaking for um, some uh, supposed thugs that they were following, um, which then led them to reveal they're searching for um, this kid named Samuel that Renaya has known and has been looking for for the last several days. Um, upon hearing that, uh, Melora, Cather and Havel decided to join Tarak, Edward, and Renaya in searching for this child. Um, and they have gone throughout the city, especially in the lower levels, um, they've gone throughout the city of Athala, eventually making their way back to the shop that they uh, that Renaya met Samuel in, or not met Samuel in, but left Samuel in, last place that they she knew where he was um, and discovered some evidence. Um, they promptly then went into uh, this portal leading them to the shop or not the shop, but the house that they assume that this woman that runs the shop lives in um, where they were uh, trapped in a shadow trap that led them to uh, a pretty difficult combat encounter that ended up with most of them. Uh, I believe two of them went unconscious and three, well, actually three of you guys went unconscious and then um, Melora was brought back up. Um, so it was pretty, uh, pretty intense. Definitely really rad. Um, after they faced the shadows and they defeated them, they came back to the material plane um, and then decided to stay at the 12 Platinum Cranes Inn um, where they had um, good conversations, good talks. There was a little bit of a, a bathhouse uh, interlude that was that was pretty, uh, pretty um, shipworthy. Uh, <laughs> um, and then they all promptly went to bed that night. Renaya, as you're sleeping. You have always had a hard time sleeping. Um, and as you're trying to stay in your subconscious, you feel your whole body shift ever so slightly as um, it almost feels like your bed is moving, causing your eyes to awaken. Um, and through the door to your room, you see this large um, limb very spindly limbed creature with a tall, long, elegant face, um, faceless features, like crawling its way into your room. And it seemed almost like it was trying to be quiet before it accidentally like bumped your bed. And now it's like up against the wall, just kind of looking at you. Um, and you begin to recognize this figure as the same one that cut you loose um, from your bindings as he um, crawls in through the door and then sits with his legs. Um, he's like about 10 to 12 feet tall. Um, and your bed takes up a good portion of this room. So he's trying to like sit in front of your bed and he has his like knees tucked up and his arms like wrapped around his knees. And then he just kind of waves at you a little bit. I'm way back. It reaches out and then over, um, it reaches past your bed and from its hand, it kind of sprinkles this um, this almost like silvery blue sand or dust over your floor. And then in the dust, it writes out a few letters um, spelling out malice, M-A-L-L-O-U-S. Is that your name? Hi, Malice. Um, 
Why are you helping me? It turns its head sideways for just a moment before reaching its hand out to you and it extends, it just leans forward ever so slightly um, and extends its hand out to you, which basically reaches just about in front of you to the point where all you have to do is sit up and you could reach it. Okay, I'll, I'll reach out. You reach out and touch his hand, which is probably about the size of your chest, your whole torso. Um, and you reach out and you touch it and it wraps its long fingers around your hand. Um, and you feel this um, popping sensation in your ears as um, the scene around you changes dramatically. You're no longer in the uh, inn that you have been in, the platinum, the 12 platinum cranes inn. Um, you're now uh, on a floating island, um, probably about 25 feet in diameter around with a cracked courtyard all around you, little tufts of grass and overgrown plants coming through it um, with a breeze coming in through, um, kind of jostling your hair um, it seems to be floating in this gray expanse of sky or void. You can't really tell. Um, and Malister stands in front of you looking past him. You can see there's one archway with, uh, the top corner of it broken down into one broken archway. Um, and Malice stands for just a second and kind of looks around and then he begins stepping forward towards the archway. He then eventually steps through the archway and as soon as he passes through it, he disappears. And then in the corner of your eye, you can see him reappear on another similar island with another um, one of these archways, these broken archways, at which point, instead of walking this time, he now is running towards the archway. And as soon as he passes through that one, he teleports again. Um, you can see that further down, um, he it appears again. There's another one of these uh, large floating islands with these archways on them. Uh, what are you gonna do? Um, I'm, I guess I'm going to go through that first archway. Perfect. As soon as you pass through the archway, you again teleport over to the island that Malice went over to. Okay, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> you run across this uh, island, the cracked courtyard, trying to keep your keep your balance so to not trip over a, a broken tile or a random vine. Um, you pass through this second archway, at which point you appear just behind Malice as he's running through the third. Um, and as you do this, you kind of feel this cold sensation coming over your backside and you look back behind you and you can see what appears to be this shadow, this darkness that begins chasing you guys. Uh, Malice teleporting through, you follow him as you go through and you begin to realize that Malice is running from this darkness. He's running from what at second glass you re reveals itself to be almost like this sandstorm of black sand. Um, and it begins barreling towards you. As you run through the arch, you look back one more time and now there is a face in the sandstorm. This bald humanoid face with uh, hollow cheeks and this gaping mouth. As you run further, it catches up and catches up before eventually the face expands and swallows both you and Malice whole, at which point everything is dark. And then you can feel sand pelting against your face. As you open your eyes, you realize that you're falling and you're falling and you're falling. And as you're falling, the sand continues to pelt your face. You can't see anything. It's so dense. It's so dark as you be surrounded by this before eventually you land in this pile of sand 
in front of you is what looks to be almost the inside of a pyramid, um, kind of this box-like shape with the with the, the slanted roofs. In the very center of this pyramid, uh, there is an, an obsidian slab about 10 feet on either side, um, floating just above these dunes of the sand. Above it, you can see chains um, hanging down with different instruments and tools. You can see hammers and tongs. You can see what looks to be saws and large needles with threads, pools like large pools of thread. Um, you can also see what seems to be almost instruments of torture, knives and whips and these different um, instruments that would be used to cause harm to people. As you look past that, you can see on the far side of the temple, there is a uh, forge that comes up out of the sand and then um, the chimney goes up and through the temple, a purple fire slowly burning inside of it. Looking to either side of you, you can see that there are four humanoids, hulking beings that look almost as if they are made of these mix-matched mix body parts all sewn together. Um, these different creatures created out of random assortment of what used to be living things, you imagine. All standing on either side, almost like guardians. And you hear a crack causing you to look back at the obsidian slab. And now you can see Malice bent over the slab with this figure, the one in the sandstorm, um, now standing tall, about 12 to 14 feet tall, um, the same hollow cheeks. Um, and it looks almost like he's made up of the sand itself. His skin is um, dimpled and and um, and corroded. And he has this billowing um, tunic that comes down over him that again, made, looks like it's made of the sand. And this, this figure stands over Malice with a, with a whip and begins beating Malice with this. Uh, Malice not having any way of uh, emoting his pain through his face. All you can see is the arch of his back um, and what would be his head lifting as he would scream out if he had the ability to do so. Um, and this goes on for several minutes before this figure grabs Malice by the back of his neck and pulls him around the front over to where you are. Um, and throws Malice down in front of you before he looks over at one of these golems and um, snaps his finger, at which point it goes and it stands in front of Malice. Um, and then you see this figure look down at Malice and it, it, its mouth moves, but no words come out. And Malice looks back up at this figure and shakes his head no, um, causing this figure to kick Malice in the gut. And then he begins whipping him again. Um, he then screams something at Malice one more time. Again, you can't hear it. And he again shakes his head no. And this scene goes over itself probably three to four, five more times before eventually your vision fades to black. And the scene just keeps going, but you can't see it anymore. And then there's a blinding bit of light as you're back on that first island, the archway in front of you, the wind blowing your hair now by yourself, completely quiet without the sound of the wind. What are you going to do? Oh, no. Um, can I try to go back? How do you try and go back? Through the arches. So you go forward and you step through your first arch and now you are in this 
room, this black room with billows of shadow and mist and steam and sand kind of billowing around your feet. You can't see the walls. You can't see either um, anything around you. It's just black around you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna call out for Malice. Okay. You yell out his name and you can hear a little bit of an echo. And then what sounds like pounding on a door, but then nothing. Can I go near the sound? Okay, go ahead and uh, roll a perception check um, to see if you can follow it. What is this? Perception. Perception? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a 24. Nice. You begin <laughs> making your way forward, trying to find this door. And after a couple minutes, you eventually find a wall and you go over to your right and there's a corner. So you begin to go back, believing that the direction was in front of you, the sound was in front of you before eventually going left, you find this one door and you reach for something, anything, and you can't seem to find a handle on the door. I hate doors. Um, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm gonna try knocking really hard on it. Okay, you go and you knock really hard on it, um, creating an echo in your room. And then you hear nothing for just a moment before there's another knock on the other side of the door. Okay. Um, I'm going to match the knock one more time. Okay. You wait just a moment and now there's no knock. And I tried to kick down the door. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. <laughs> That's all I know. Roll an athletics check. Okay, that's a 17. Okay. Yeah, you go and you go to kick down the door. And when you go, you go to kick. And just before your foot would touch the door, it's gone and you're stepping into shadow again. Okay. Um, and I can't see anything anywhere. Yeah. At the moment, it's just... Um, up around you it's almost this deafening blindness and then as you look down your feet you can see that there is like something looks like smoke or some sort of vapor Um, but it seems to appear just at your feet Uh, but everything above you is just this this blackened void okay um um okay i'm going to continue to walk around, but I'm going to be saying what I usually say during my rituals to myself. Yeah. Um, You begin walking around saying your chant, repeating your prayer. And as you do it, you can hear almost an echo of it being chanted back at you, or it sounds like it. it. You can't quite tell if it's someone else saying the same thing 
or if it's um, if it's just an echo of yourself up until the moment where you repeat it your last time. And after you repeat it, you hear the echo and then this, this laughter afterwards that fades out. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay, 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 okay. Um, I'm gonna call out for Malice again. Okay, you call out for Malice. And then there's just a repeat of that laughter, kind of this, this high-pitched, almost hyena-esque laugh that responds. And you can hear two or three of them before they fade out. Um, do they, are they coming from like a direction or? It's all around you. It kind of just jumbles your senses. Um, it's very disorientating. You thought that you kind of knew where you were in the room, but after these laughters and kind of chasing them with your head, you're kind of just disorientated now. You don't know where you are in your room anymore. Okay. Um... This is fine. Um, I'm going to... Renata's just going to ask, what do you want? There's just a moment of silence before... Echoes through the room. I'm sorry, but you can't have that. There's no response. Oh. <laughs> okay. You, as you're kind of just disorientated, you take like two steps back and your back presses against either side of a wall. You realize that you're kind of in a corner now. I'm in a corner now. Mm -hmm. Can I continue to trace around the walls? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you go through, you go out to your right. And after about 30 feet or so, you find another corner. You then trace out in what would be in front of you, again, following it out right. Um, And about 30 feet again, you find another corner and you do this two more times realizing that you're in a featureless box at the moment. Um, what do you want me to do? There's just the laughter and then more of it. And just for this probably about a minute long you just hear this laughter echoing and getting louder and louder from all around you and all these different sides before it just goes quiet and then just ever so faintly you just hear almost like a whisper in your ear you just hear I'm sorry, could you be a little more specific on what you mean by that? (laughs) 
there's just more of the laughter, the hyena-esque giggles around you. Do I still have my things? Yeah. See, part of me is like, this is a dream, it'll be fine. But the other part is like, mm, okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to need a little more guidance. Before she There's more of this laughter. And again, it begins to build this uproar, this bellowing chorus of this hyena-esque laughter, but instead of dying down like it did last time, it just keeps building and building until it's deafening, almost this painful ring in your ears, causing you to take two steps back and having to like almost recoil into yourself out of this suffocating feeling of this laughter and this presence and this void, like pushing in on your chest. And we're gonna stop with you right there. The rest of you, you all awake, feeling well rested, a little sore from the day's battle, um, a little hungover from the wine, um, especially you, Melora, um, <laughs> the headache pounding. Um, how many times can Melora get drunk in how many episodes? This is what, two out of three? Yeah. Just so you know, the answer is infinite. All I, time. Yes. And I have a limit to how many times I can make her sober. um at which point you all awake um and you can hear well actually it's fairly quiet um as you awake um before one of you opens your door what are you guys gonna do uh track actually he got the full rest but he felt like garbage everything's soft here (laughs) it smells nice It's not a good time. It was the first time he's told a story, like, in, like, a year. <laughs> um, so he he definitely is not the first one to come out. Uh, he kind of just sits in his room. He opens his bag, opens up the little compartment in it in the bottom, and just kind of stares at it for a little while. But um, so he won't he won't come out right away. Uh, Are there any... Neither- you first. You go first. You go first. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that when I wake up, I would like to rustle Ginger awake. She's nice and clean this morning, and so am I. Yes. And I'm going to take the time to rebraid my hair and okay. put it back. But um, I don't think I have any flowers in my bag. Not anymore. They've all wilted. Um, <sighs> and when you go and you go to like uh, wake up Ginger, it's funny because half of her fur is like sticking straight up and very much this bedhead-esque um, <laughs> style of hair that she has this morning. I take my hands and I smooth it down and um, the, the brush <laughs> that I use for my hair, I use on her fur. Um, <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> and, after about, probably about five minutes of trying to like negotiate this, as it's like, it's not like it's long hair. So it's just like straight up and it does not have a whole lot of weight to it. So you have to like, like lick your hand a couple times, trying to like brush her off. Eventually you go over to the, the tub, which has magically refilled itself um, and like get the brush wet and like, you know, like a mom <laughs> getting the knots out of her kid's hair, like I, rip this through um, before eventually it like finally mats down um, half of her body soaked in water now. 
um, at which point she just kind of like rustles her fur and then goes up onto your shoulder um, and begins, well, actually she goes back into your pocket and grabs one of the acorns that she had left there and then rustles up to your shoulder and begins eating her breakfast. All right. Nice, nice. Um... Okay, for me, uh, for the sake of the image, DM, are there yeah. complimentary fuzzy white slippers that Edward can slip into? <laughs> That's what I picture in my head. Yeah. I picture him waking up and being like, mm, and putting on his slippers. And he's going to step outside of his mm-hmm. room and look down the hallway and see if anybody else is out of their room yet. At the moment, it appears no. Perfect. Then uh, he's going to sigh. <sighs> And then he's going to be like, well, I suppose it's tea time. And he's going to walk downstairs and go to the main hall to go get some tea. It's okay if we break it off there. Yeah. And yeah. somebody else needs to go. We'll say that you go get your tea. Uh, Catherine, what do you do when you awake? Um, feeling actually fairly all right since I didn't have to sleep in armor. <laughs> um, yes. I will take the time to put my armor back on. Okay. And I will uh, also find whatever element I have. I don't even know if I do, because Cather's probably never pulled his hair back. Uh, <laughs> I, I, he is going to do like like the, the, the I, don't even, I don't even know what it's called, like like the half, like the, the top part being pulled back well, with, with half no, up, was, half down. Yeah, that one. Drew, see, Drew doesn't know. That's the problem. <laughs> um... You'd think yeah. that with your hair being as long as it is, you would. Well, see, but see, Hi. I do that. I don't know what it's called, but I do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, but after I do that, I will um, make my way down into the main area, I suppose, to see who else is awake. What? Yeah, you begin making your way down, um, and you can see Edward there sipping on some tea. Uh there, there's currently nobody behind the uh, counter. There's just a tray of um, steaming biscuits um, and then a little um, pool of gravy and uh, a, a bunch of glasses, uh, stacked cups with two pitchers. One that looks like it has this dark brown liquid and one that has kind of this light green um, liquid in it. Okay. Do I see anyone else down here? You see Edward. I, see, I do see Edward, okay. Yeah. Good morning. Oh, Catherine. Well, you're up early. Oi. I well, will. Would make... you like to join me for some tea? It's quite good here. I'm. I was actually kind of impressed. All right. I will make my way over. I'll grab myself a cup of tea. Okay. Edward and... grabs a pitcher and pours it for him. Ooh. Oh well, thank you. Um. Yes, you're I welcome. Will, I will. And yeah, I'll just sit across from him. So, Cather. Yes. I'm curious. Where are you from? Where am I from? Yes. I mean, I only just met you yesterday. You are you from here? No, no. I um, I'm from a very. I'm from a different country. Oh, really? uh, actually, I traveled mm. here from my uh, hometown of Moon Carry. Moon Kerry is the name. I've never heard of it. And why did you travel all this way to Athala? Uh, <laughs> well, I was traveling here because Athala is the um, main religious capital of this oh, side of, so the con- of the continent. 
You're a man of the cloth, then. Yes. I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by that. <laughs> I've not met many of them. Um, and so you're here for religious reasons. Are you a part of like a church or are you a part of some kind of temple gathering? Mm, not really. I, I'm not familiar. I... I've never met another one who has my faith. I've never heard of someone else who has my faith. So I am trying to find it out on my own. So you can't, you're like making up a religion? That sounds, that sounds tough. Um, I, well, I suppose you could consider it making up a religion. It's more like I am finding myself in a position of faith and belief in it in a set of deities and attempting to learn what I can about them. And this is okay. the best place I can do that because Have you have you tried the library? I'm pretty sure they have good documentation of these. I things haven't there. had a chance. <laughs> I got here yesterday and uh -huh. met you all. Wow, well, what an I eventful met, first day. I huh? met Miller and Hevel beforehand, obviously, but Yes, they it's an interesting bunch we have. And if you don't mind my asking, why you clearly don't seem to be well um, accustomed to the lower levels? Ah, oh, yes. I'm glad you finished that, because for a sec I thought you were saying I wasn't well accustomed. <laughs> uh, yes, to the to the lower levels. No, I'm I'm not I'm not used to it. Um, see, I, uh, as I've said, I'm Edward, and Fellows. I am the son of Nibley Fellows, the owner of the, you know, Fellows Fortune and the estate up there in the you know international company that sells Audronite, etc., etc., etc. And so I've not really left our estate much. And, and honestly, earlier this week, it was only only two or three days now. I was the first time I actually um, kind of ventured off, and and honestly, I, I'm just um, I was actually looking for a, like fellow helpers, I guess you could say, to help me go around and meet people and do good, do do good, do things. That's what I was doing when I got wrapped up in all of this like orc and child and witch business i really just wanted to find somebody to like maybe help out along the street but you know i guess the suits and you can tell he's getting a little agitated now thinking about it oh okay hold on hold, hold on so you wanted to help people which is great and then so so okay who did you meet first tarak or anaya see I was down the lower levels with a friend of mine, and, and I was looking for somebody who could offer protection or offer guidance. I needed somebody by my side so that I wasn't the only one carrying out whatever needs to be carried out, if you catch my drift. Uh -huh. And then I look over, and it's a dramatic scene. I'm surrounded by ruffians, and I look over, and there I see a tall, cloaked, hooded, dark fellow and I, I walk over in complete peace, complete humility I walk over and say sir, I need aid and he says you're not going to you're not going to turn me into the guard are you or something like that and I say no 
And then he causes a scene. He, he says, you can't take me. He says, you can't take me. And he runs off. He runs. And my friend and a guard, they run after him. And I follow. And and then I end up getting in his way. Because I thought, oh, I can stop him. Nope, he's, he's a brute. He just picked me right up and carried me. Carried me away from my friend. Carried me away from the protection of the guard. And then I got wrapped up with this whole Samuel business. So, honestly... I guess I met Tarak first, but it wasn't really my choice. Does that make sense? And now I'm here. I'm glad people like you are, are here, I suppose, because not everybody is this crazy barbaric mass that's just seeking to pick me up at any moment. Right. <laughs> so, um, you, you, you picked up by, by yes, track. literally. Try try to follow along. Yes. Do you have any other questions? I'm. It's quite simple. I wanted to go help people, and then I got mixed up in this. Which? Okay. Okay. Hold hold on. So so you want to help people? Yes. We've established that. Great. And why why is it important to emphasize that you got wrapped up in this when we're help trying to help this boy? Hmm. I suppose that's not a bad point. You know, maybe this is a good first step. It seemed a little fast to me, you know. I thought maybe I'd just help an old lady across the road and or something, but uh, you know, this I guess this works too. I just I'm kind of a little antsy about facing a witch. Um but at the same time, it is a child. Well um I and uh... I, I I would I would feel terrible. I wouldn't be able to get it out of my mind if I just knew I was letting a child suffer, if that makes sense. So... That's, that's, no, that's very, that's a very fair point. I, I am not looking forward to facing a witch either, but again, if a kid's life is on the line, then we should try and do what we can. Um, yeah, that's fair. Do you know if the others are coming soon? Uh, um, at this point, Havel walks down the stairs, um, shirtless, wearing uh, basically a towel across his waist. Of course um, you can see that he's pretty well built, not quite as jacked as Catherine, but definitely um, much more defined than uh, Edward. Um, and he just walks down barefoot, just leisurely strolling before grabbing a biscuit and dipping it in the gravy, and then grabbing a whole pitcher and just sits down next to you guys um, before biting into it and says, good morning. Forgive my accent, Ryan. <laughs> good morning. Um, good morning. Would you like some tea, or would you like to just scarf down your biscuit like that? Uh, he... He, 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 he is holding a pitcher, Edward. Oh yes, I can't believe I missed that. I suppose I'm not used to watching people barge in and grab what they want. You should try it sometime. And then he takes another bite. Oh. Right. I lean over to Cather. <laughs> Edward does, and he says, Cather. Cather. Uh-huh. I'm a bit worried about traveling with Pavel. You if you know I can hear you, right? Uh, uh we're just having a friendly I'm telling a joke, and I, I lean in closer and say, Cather. Yes. If if he keeps raging on like he has been, you just saw how he grabbed that biscuit and how he grabbed that chalice. If 
we keep traveling with him, perhaps we are, we're going to get into more than just a witch. I mean, a- any anything, anything could happen with somebody like that around. Just keep that in mind. At this point, Havel then stands up and just whistling, just... He then walks back over and grabs the whole tray of biscuits, pours the gravy over it, and then walks back upstairs. Um... Did well, you see that? Well, I don't fully disagree that he is certainly um, interesting. I get I, the sense that Havel is actually very trustworthy. Cather, I wanted a biscuit. I was saving that. I enjoy my tea. I just, I just hand I him have... mine. Oh, thank you. Uh... I'm so sad. This is an old biscuit. I wanted a fresh one. A biscuit goes rolling down the stairs. (laughs) I pick it up and eat it. (laughs) I suppose this'll do. It's better than a floor biscuit. Uh, After this point. (laughs) Twice now! At this point. Track, track, what are you doing? Okay, uh, after sitting here thinking to myself, for like a little while, I, I've been thinking through this whole like, potentially we we were there for three days, even though that's not how time works. Um, then I realized, crap, three days. They were supposed to be here like at least two days ago. So I throw on my armor, straight up bust through the door, thundered down the stairs. At which point you run into Havel with a plate of biscuits. Oh, uh, Tarak, would you like a biscuit? A what? A, a, a biscuit. It's 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 fried bread or not fried mm-hmm. bread. bread. You haven't happened to seen any like what I don't know the plural pods of dwarves recently. Uh, no. Is that what the plural of a of a dwarf I, I, group is? I think they're just dwarves. What do you, have you seen a selection no. of dwarves? No, I have no. Not. Great, not. No. excellent. I go down the stairs. <laughs> I come back up. I grab a biscuit. I go back down the stairs. He then just takes his distance into his room. Yes. Well, here comes the barbarian. Hush. Have you seen any a a murder of dwarves? (laughs) (laughs) What? They're not crows. A murder of dwarves. Have you seen a cacophony of dwarves then? Uh, Cather, do you know what he's talking about? Perhaps an annoyance. Mr. DM, sir, have I seen a collection, a selection, a council... A legion. A legion. No. No? Okay. A herd. Uh, no. I don't care what the plural is. Track, Have you seen the dwarves? I, oh, I think you're good. Why do you... Why? why? Realizing that they don't know my situation. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Everything is fine. All right. Um, so, how is your morning dinner going? Well, breakfast. What? Havel. It's called breakfast. He looks over oh. at Catherine and says, Can I finish? He looks at Tarak and says, Well, Havel took the whole plate of biscuits before I even had a chance to take a fresh one. I noticed I grabbed this incredibly fresh one on the way down. <laughs> mm, you just love rubbing that in my face, don't you? Hey, uh, this do you time. want it? Um, no, you've been holding it. And, and also... 
to say, I know that, you know, orcs are generally jumpy around dwarves, but I've met quite a few of them and they're okay. If there's any dwarves about, I suppose we'll tell you. Just mm-hmm. don't go barging around every hour. Who said or... anything about dwarves? I didn't say anything about dwarves. What are you t- dwarves? What? Uh, At this point, uh, names. Anton Romando, the, uh, the, uh, the tall, fairly thin um, white man with the curly mustache, the proprietor of the Twelve Cranes Inn. Um, steps out from behind this back room with a new plate of biscuits going, what did I fresh biscuit? What, where did my plate go? Okay, whatever. And he just sets that a new plate. <gasps> and then... Fresh, fresh biscuits! Uh, and then a new, uh, what is it, a kettle? Whatever, the gravy the a gravy boat. It's a, gra- it's a gravy boat. That's what it is. He sets down a gravy boat. Um, and then he refills the coffee and the tea before going back. Solid. Edward's delighted. <laughs> he is smiling. He almost doesn't care about like the conversation anymore. He's just eating his biscuit. Um, Tarak, did you by chance see Malara or Renaya when you're uh, making your way out? No, I was in a hurry. Um, would you like me to go check? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, okay, well, now you, you just made, now you just made me feel awkward. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up and, and go and go back towards the rooms. Oh, so it's fine for him to go get them, but it isn't for me. Wow. Well, no, now so, I just feel like a jerk. Cather. Yeah. Um, as you've been sitting here, you hadn't really noticed it, but as you begin to go back up the stairs, there's almost this relieving sensation, as you didn't realize, but your arm was beginning to um, sting just a little bit. That scar that you have is beginning to sting just a little bit, and that uh, pain is uh, receding now that you're beginning to head back up the stairs. Oh, great. So apparently this inn is bigger than 120 feet, guys. Just so we know. It's three stories tall. When, when we need to make an escape, we know. We we need we need at least five rounds of combat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'll just I'll make my way back up towards our section of rooms, I guess. Who do you stop at first? Um, Malora. We all know the answer. We all know. Yeah. You <laughs> knock on Melora's door. Oh Melora, you hear up. I finish um, pinning where my last braid goes, and I hold up the pouch of gold that Havel gave me last night, and I reflect on it a bit. It's, it's quite heavy. It's um, it's very hard to kind of remember the conversation. You remember I, like I, bits and pieces of it. <laughs> I remember him coming to my room, and then I woke up and I have a bag of gold. I, <laughs> Basically, I put it in my bag situation. and um, I offer my pocket to Ginger, and I remind her that um, we're in a nice place and maybe they shouldn't see her. Um, at which point she goes over to the pocket and then scampers down your chest and your leg and scampers over to the door. And that lets me know who's at the other side of the door. And I straighten out my shirt and I open the door. Good morning. Cather, as soon as she opens the door, um, Ginger goes barreling up your leg um, and then is up on your shoulder. Oh, uh-huh. Good, good morning, Ginger. Happy to see ya. Yeah. She's clearly a Martin squirrel. Hi. Um, well, I, I figured that we have a lot to do today, so I might... <laughs> I'm writing that down. I'm doing all right. I I was just doing my hair. Uh, it looks. Do you need anything? No, no. Uh. Yeah, I I will 
Just kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll make my way over to Renaya. Okay. You knock on Renaya's door. Yeah. And there's no response. Uh, okay. Uh, Renaya, are, are you awake yet? Says morning squirrel. <laughs> um, uh, there is point, no response. Okay. Well, I'll just. At this point, I come out of my room and I close right. the door. Um. Well, I was okay. All right. Is she not answering? Uh, no. Well, I mean... maybe, maybe you should try. I'll, I'll, I'll make my way downstairs. <laughs> All right. And I go and I uh, knock on the door. Again, there's no response. Is the door unlocked? Mm-hmm. I would like to do one of those, uh, as you open, just mm-hmm. three knocks on the door as I'm opening it and say, yeah. um, Renaya, we're all up and around. Um, I think they're having biscuits downstairs, if I heard correctly. You open the door, um, and it's funny, the bed is, like, crooked. Um, <laughs> And then you kind of look around a little bit more and realize that Renaya is not in the room. All right. Is the window open? The window isn't open at all. Um, I would like to check to see if Cather is close enough for me to... At this point, he's just making his way down the stairs. Cather, wait. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. As... Renaya is not in her room. Uh... It's empty. Okay, I'll rush. I'll rush over. Uh, look in. Yeah, you guys begin looking in. Go ahead and make um, either two investigation checks or one with advantage. Uh, mm, I feel like it might. My investigation is not fantastic, so I'll just I'll let her do it. All right. Perfect. Roll with advantage. In the meantime, it's just two minutes of awkward small talk between Tarak and. Edward. <laughs> <laughs> um, All the way. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah, you begin looking around, um, and you begin making your way over to the oddity that is the bed, as it's crooked by a good margin. It's probably like the the. Let's see. If you're looking at the bed, the left side is like still against the wall, but the right side is like three feet away from the wall. Like it's a good shift, um, and you kind of look around, and the first thing that you find is um, this disc, probably about five or six inches in diameter um, with this ring of uh, almost this uh, like just just basic iron rim around it. And on the inside of it, um, you can see that there is uh, this, what looks like a road that goes up from the bottom of it before splitting into two rows. And there is one side of the road that is well-traveled and worn. And then there's another side of the road that's filled with rocks and um, weeds and what looks like things that make it much more difficult to traverse through. Um, both of these splitting up and going through, reaching the outer rim. Do I recognize the roads? Either uh, you, you can both, you don't recognize the road specifically. You can both roll a religion check if you'd like. Uh, that is a 17 for religion. Okay. Right. Or, sorry, I've done that twice today. Uh, <laughs> Cather, what did you get? 13. 13? Okay. Um, Renaya, um, 
not Renaya, Melora. Oh my gosh, wow, that was impressive. <laughs> Melora, you look at the symbol and at first you don't really recognize it. Um, but after thinking about it a little bit, you can remember um, when you were younger, your mother telling you about um, kind of the human pantheon and how it's just this overpopulated jumbled mess of different gods with different domains and some of them have multiple domains and there's like you know there's several gods that all take care of the same things it's just kind of this jumbled mess um and you remember her talking about this one god that is always forgotten um this god of the um, arcana domain um named malice Um, I relay this information to Catherine. Okay. Yeah. Specifically have, remembering the fact that this is the symbol of Malice. Have I heard of Malice? Um, a little bit in passing, as you've done your basic research. Um, yeah. It's always been like, Malice is the god that has like the small subtext. It's like, hey, Malice is a god of the Arcana domain. And that's about so, it. So when... Um... I didn't know if my mother would have told me this, but sometimes when you teach about um, gods, they may have a domain, but they also may have more specific things that they're known for. Um, do I remember anything else about uh, his reputation or what his teachings were? His The big thing that you remember is his, your mother describing him and what the stories say that he looks like. And it's just this very kind of really kind of small head um with no features on it, this blank face and this large crown protruding from its head just this what almost looks like a tree trunk coming out of his head um all kind of merging up with him that's the big thing is this kind of horrific faceless creature that has then been given divinity all right right uh, do i see any sign of a struggle aside from the bed no and the window you said wasn't open. No. Okay. Um, looking further at the bed, it almost looks like there. It's not like there's an open sheet. Um, it's just laid. It's still ruffled as if there's someone that was either on top of it or on, underneath it. But it's not like the the covers were moved to, in order for someone to get out of it. It's like half uh, made. So it's like it half looks... made. It looks almost like someone slept on top of the covers. Yeah. It's kind of what it would look like. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is no sign of a struggle. It looks like whatever she went, she went willingly. But where and why? In the kin. All right. Um, I reckon this has something to do with it. Perhaps, yeah. Um, well, ah, dang it. Um, I guess we can make our way to the others and Explain how we lost Vrenaya somewhere. I... I start making my way um, out in the hall. Yep, feeling defeated. Staircase. I may as well. Oh, uh, wait. Before I go, is her pack missing? Or are her things yes. still there? Alright. So All of her things are gone. Okay. Okay. Um, I... I uh, turn to Cather and I say, Dinafash, if her things are missing and it doesn't doesn't look like there was a struggle, whatever she went, she went willingly. So obviously we have to find her, but she wasn't taken. So at least we can 
find some sort of comfort in knowing that um, whatever she is now, whoever was with her at the time, if she was with anyone, did not mean her any harm initially, at least. Right. Oh, oh, our, our, our DM just threw his his webcam across the table. This happened earlier. This happened before we started. Oh, it's so good. Nice, nice. Quick, read the notes I'm now. So wait, 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 Heading this somewhat, or at least this has been important to her. I have a feeling that um, whatever this has to do with it, this must have been very important to her, and perhaps this may have something to do um, in a bigger picture with our search for Samuel. Maybe we're I dealing suppose. with otherworldly forces here. I feel <laughs> that is very true. They um, do seem to take a liking in. Myrtle business. Um. Yeah. Do you know what Renaya did with her life? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Um. I, to I, be honest. I remember. She I, has healing capabilities. Right, right. So. She has magic of some kind, but. I mean, I didn't even realize really that she held, had a faith. I. So... I mean, you know, now that you mention it, my parents were more religious than I when I was young, and when you would get into a prayer or uh, a ritual of some kind, you know, you were in a such a state that if someone were to talk to you, you wouldn't really hear them. And last night when I was knocking on her door, I, I was trying to get her to come have wine with us, and she couldn't answer me, but I heard some rustling on the floor. Hmm. Perhaps she she was worshipping and Perhaps. she couldn't hear me. Yeah. I I've experienced similar things. Um or at least I would say I did. No 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 one was ever trying to talk to me that I know of. I hmm. Well, I think we should go downstairs and we should discuss with the rest of the group what we should do. Right. And I have a possible lead for Samuel at least. Oh. Um. Oh, here. Let's let's get that to the others. All right. And Whoa. before um Biscuits. before I keep going, I turn around and I say, Ginger, you know you're not supposed to be on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. After I start. Yeah. After she says that, I'm like, oh, that's a good point, and I'll just kind of offer a hand she for her to come on. Scampers onto your hand, and then um, eagerly looks towards um. Looks towards Melora yeah. before I going out. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, she skips yeah. over to your hand and then it goes up your arm, across your chest, and down into your pocket, putting her paws on the outside of her pocket and just kind of keeping her head tucked over. I scratch behind her ears and then I continue. Yeah, you guys Michael. make your way down. Um, at which point you catch Havel now dressed in his regular garb, making his way down as well. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Havel. What you do you all... remember of last night? <sighs> That's yeah. what I suspected. 
At which point he leads you guys down um, the three flights of stairs and then into the uh, dining area. And like gravy, like what's the deal with that, right? Yeah, this whole time I picture Edward and Tarak having a conversation about the differences in the foods we've eaten. It's like I'm explaining like fine dining and he's explaining orc, orcish meal. That's what I. That's what I presume I mean, was happening. It was a desert, so it was, it was actually mainly plant life, except for the sand rats <laughs> that we would catch. Those were a delicacy. It was a good time. And the How about you? Work? Just, uh, just we actually ate rats. Well, I mean, sand rats. They're they're more the size of small dogs. That, that just sounds worse. Uh, so that's that's the kind of that's the kind of thing I'd imagine. Just that over and over. Nice, nice. You three enter in on this conversation about sand rats. Sand, sand rats. rats. That's interesting. I haven't heard. Yeah, right. Food. It sounds bad, doesn't it? It's a, it's a very lean meat. It's practically like chicken. I'm sure it is. Um, Probably. I we have more pressing matters at hand. However, um, Renaya is not in her room, and her stuff is gone. And I the this. witch? I didn't know. Wait, she this left us? Fine. No, I didn't quite think it was like that. I, I have a feeling that this coin has something to do with it. And perhaps she was... I don't, I didn't know. Granted a vision or something that um, compelled her to leave. But I found this. And from what I remember as a girl, it's an arcana domain. His name is Maris. Have you heard of such a thing? She she keeps saying coin. It's actually about a six inch diameter disc. This one disc. almost a plate. <laughs> I found this disc. <laughs> I would love to see if I know anything about it. I probably don't. Roll religion, Tarek. Can I I'm as well? Excited. Go for it. Anyone who wants to roll religion can. Let's Two. see what Havel knows. <laughs> if, if if one has already rolled a religion, can they re-roll? No. Ah. Okay. I'm actually gonna be right back. Not very familiar with anything that isn't from the Orcish Pantheon. Yeah, I was gonna say, I so... mean, the, the human pantheon is rooted <clears throat> Cather as well. Well, like. I, I was taught by the highest tutors of the city, so I might wow. know a thing or two. I rolled a 16. What? Did you hear that, DJ? <laughs> oh, yes. one better than Melora. I... Um, you... <laughs> you know of... The pantheon in a general sense you've been educated on all 20 of the gods um and a few of the minor deities and stuff like that um and so you know of malice basically what you remember of him is that he's just nobody he's no one important he doesn't really do anything that people talk about um Aww. you remember he's more of as as you remember some of your tutoring, some of your very pompous tutors talking about, he's kind of this charity case of the gods, um, where um, the the high twist, the high sisters, um, Saradol and Adaria, um, both kind of just took pity on him and they gave him divinity um, just to kind of relieve him of this pain that he was going through, um, and that's basically it. Um, that's kind of your whole thing about Malice. He's like this some dude of the Arcana and Forge domain who every once in a while kind of makes something cute or something, but he can't talk. He has no psychic abilities. Um, his ability to communicate with followers is about minimal, and he has very few at that. Okay. Um, so you said Malice, correct? I. What do you know? Well, 
good news. Um, he's not that big of a deal. He uh, doesn't do do as much as the other gods. He was kind of like, he, you know, he does foresty magical stuff with the arcane, but uh, the, they just kind of granted him power, um, and he's just kind of there. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't do a lot. A thing here and there. That's that's all I know, though. I don't think. I don't you think said, it's a big they. Deal. Who's they? I. Um, the other gods in the pantheon. Did you say the three sisters, DJ? So they're called the High Sisters. They're um, they're called so the High Sisters. <laughs> it's, it's Saradol, just just press into the mic. I'll just keep reading your lines. Um, sure. It's Saradol and Adaria. You know, uh, Saradol is the uh, prime deity of the life domain, and Adaria is the prime deity of the death domain. They're twin sisters, um, and widely considered to be probably some of the most powerful gods um, in the pantheon. Um, and then kind of known as the direct children of Lon and Tari, which um, Edward, you would know, along with Havel um, and probably um, Cather, you guys would know Lon and Tari was like the mother goddess that created the world um, and everything like that. And then Saradol and Daria are considered basically to be the only of her direct children in the, in the pantheon. So let me practice. Correct me if I'm wrong, DJ. So basically, they're these two sisters. They're both pretty much the most powerful right now. There's one that's like light and one that's dark. Life, death kind of thing. You know, that kind of contrasty yin-yang. I don't know if that's a thing in this pantheon, but go with it. Um, And they're the children of Laundry. Laundry. Lon and Tari. Lon and Tari. And that's she's, what I have heard That's of. like the, the powerful creation mother, yes, kind of thing. So they're like the only known descendants, and they kind of granted power to Malice as kind of a, like, you do magic and you do forest, so here's some power. And But we don't really know if he does much. That's that's as far as I know. Has anyone no, ever told you you're a great teacher? Really? I, I've always thought so. I think you've really got a future in it. Um, I think you're all really, right. really so, good. That's okay. kind of nice. So, Mr. DM, sir. Hit me. Do I recognize the connotation of the High Sisters? You, uh, yes. You definitely recognize Adaria. She, being one of the gods of the Death Domain, right. um, is definitely someone of your interest. You know of her sister, Saradol. You kind of know. They're basically like when you talk about the gods, they're one of the two that always get brought up. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, you definitely know about both of them to a certain extent, um, and you're definitely a little bit more interested in Daria. Right. Huh. Well, is is this uh, is this malice character known for turning people into discs that have two roads on them or anything like that? (laughs) Not as far as I I know. I didn't think that um, Renaya was turned into a disc. I have a feeling, however, that this has to do with where she's gone. Um, uh, Havel pipes up now with his 19 and just goes, that's the uh, that's the symbol of malice. And, alright. So was it like, was it like her symbol? I never saw her take it out or anything. I, I do not remember either. Yeah. Well, what does she suspect to do with a, w- a witch now? I guess if she has the help of a god, but like, how likely is that, right? It's not like the, it's not like the gods really reach out to us. You I mean, it's realize, actually quite common. You, you do realize that I... The only reason I'm here is because of the gods, right? Well, yeah, you want to learn more. But, like, have they... They haven't, like, talked to you yes. or anything, right? Yes, they have. 
So you are saying the gods have talked to you. Like they've actually like said, hey, Cather. More or less, yeah. Okay. Happens in, in the, the only reason that I'm here the time. in a city right now is because he had a vision of me from his gods and now this thing in my arm means I can't leave, so. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, that's... Let's just say that it's no, you're very sure. surprising that perhaps Malice has been communicating with um, Renaya, and perhaps I... there's a decent chance that that she's perhaps off doing something for him. He wishes to help her. Perhaps. Um, anyway, aside from her, because we have no leads as to where she is, aside from that disc. Which doesn't really tell us anything. Hold on. Didn't someone say that with someone's possession they could track them down or something like that? Uh, I, I do. Tell. I believe that uh, Havel was saying something about that. Uh, it is. Well, Havel? Yes, it is possible. Uh, <laughs> we I need to find. Uh, I need to find someone. Aren't there temples in this in this city? I suppose yes. there was a malice temple. I mean, it's it's unlikely due to what uh, Edward was telling us, but perhaps we could check it out. Uh, Go to another Arcana temple. Edward, um, you being of especially this ring, um, you remember A, from your education, and B, from traveling past it. When you guys entered this ring, you had to pass by five temples going on your left to get over to the 12th range, which is on the... That'd be the western side of uh, the third ring. Um, and so you know that there are 10 temples in the front of the um, third ring, each one to a certain domain. Mm. Um, knowing that each of the three gods of that domain is represented in that temple um, as they each serve to represent the domain as a whole and not just an individual god. Well, as... Well, I don't know if you noticed, but there there are many temples, some even nearby, if you wanted to start there. I kind of go and explain what you kind of just said, but I'm not going to try to do that. <laughs> I can't even say the big god name correct. I say laundry and stuff, so. <laughs> Lon and Tari. Just what the, what the DM said, yeah. Right. Well, that's not a bad place to start if we're looking for answers. Um, otherwise... Know. I did find something at the shop, the the, the witch shop, um, and I pull out the card that I found, Mr. DM. Okay. Um, and just place it on the table. Uh, is that remind me? Is that one of the cards? It's the uh, the one the that, that says "Thank you for doing business from us." Oh yes, thank kindly, you. Kindly, the Sunrise Suite. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that card is now on the table. Yeah. So I, before we jumped out the window, I found this in the upstairs room. Um, so it definitely seems like this Sunrise Tavern um, is involved in some way. We also have that, uh, the door that we saw them walk through to check again, maybe with the combined efforts. But I think I... Our first point should be finding Renaya, honestly. Right. Even before Samuel, it wouldn't be right I, to find him without her. I, I agree. I think that it'd be wise to go to one of the temples, at least ask around and see if 
we can find, if not a temple meant for malice, which, I mean, from your description seems pretty unlikely, I'm sure we could still find um, religious people that know much more than us and perhaps could help us figure out what this disc has to do with it. Well, you, you all know the Pantheon, so you choose the temple. I'm not a terribly I've... temple fan myself, so... Yeah, I haven't spent much time in temples either. I'm gonna need somebody to all right. call the shots here, I think. I guess, Hevel, I... do, <laughs> do you want to lead the way, or shall I? After you. I kind of just, I just, st I stand up and grab a fresh biscuit on my way out. Perfect. You all uh, begin following uh, Cather as he goes out. Um, and it's uh, a fairly gloomy day. Um, as the clouds have rolled in, it's not raining, um, but there is a cool breeze. Um, and it seems as though a storm could be on the way. Uh, just bringing in some gentle rain, probably. It doesn't seem like it's gonna to be too big a deal. It's not like uh, angry thunderclouds, but just kind of a gray sky. Yeah. Um, as you guys step out, there's a gentle breeze blowing through, um, bringing in uh, smells of like distant water and distant rain, uh, probably a, a rainstorm that happened last night, a little ways off. Um, and begin making your way around to the front of the third ring, making your way what would be south and then east, um, beginning to make your way across. Um, as you guys travel, you can see a number of different buildings. Um, the, the nice thing about the third ring is this is where the um, high-end uh, taverns and real estate is. Uh, Edward, you know that along the backside um, and the western or the eastern side of the uh, third ring is where a lot of the real estate is. That's where your family's estate is. Um, and as you guys begin making around the west side and down south, um, you come around the uh, outer rim and then you can see ahead of you um, these five temples that come into view. Uh, each one is built similarly. They all are kind of a square building with these tall Roman pillars um, that hold, hold up the, uh, the overhanging balcony. Um, each one of them very much like a, a, the... Um, Oh, what's your name? Uh, the the war goddess from Greek culture. Um, Athena. Athena, yeah, like the temple to Athena. They're all very similar to um, that temple um, built up all with um, just stacked right next to each other. And then there's a small gap before, as you come around the corner, you can begin to see uh, th uh, five more temples. As you go across, there are different um, cauldrons of fire in front of each one of them each burning a different color. First one is like this bright blinding white. Um, the second is more of this greenish color. Um, the third kind of this pale blue, the fourth, this bright red, um, the fifth kind of this, um, while the, the other green was this, this pale, um, very light green. Uh, the fifth is almost like this almost neon esque, uh, very, very bright, very colorful green. Uh, beginning to follow further, um, there's almost an orangish glow before a purple, uh, a yellow, and then a kind of this grayish burning fire, and then finally a black fire. Uh, as you begin making your way around, you recognize there's three symbols that go across the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's three symbols that go across the seventh temple, um, one of them being the uh, crossroads symbol. 
Um, the other one, the center one, the biggest of the two is what looks like, uh, it's a, again, a circle. All of these symbols are circles um, with a spear facing downward and the, the uh, head of the spear is on fire. Um, and then the second one off to the left side of that is um, just this simple sash. Um, so the sash going across with the tail coming off the side. And then what looks like um, almost like this bright star um, in the center of the sash and on the right side of the spear-like symbol is that crossroads symbol. Gotcha. I would like to theatrically hold up the disc to see if it matches. It matches almost perfectly. All right. I um, would like to hand it to Cather okay. and um, kind of gesture to say like, you're the charismatic one. Maybe you should speak. <laughs> All right, I will. He's I... the charismatic one. Shut up. I will make my way, make my way in. Okay, you make your way in to a fairly low-populated um, building. Inside, there are now um, purple, uh, like this purpley, purpley. These Roman pillars painted purple, um, with this deep, rich purple, and almost the shimmer to them, as there's almost like this what appears like this silver, almost like glitter in the paint, um, goes up these pillars with these cauldrons of fire on either side. Um, you can see standing in the middle is this large statue of this, um, this man, this hulking figure, ripped, um, exposed torso with scars across either bicep. Um, holding a spear down that is the uh, end of the spear is on fire. And as you look up, you can see across his thick neck, this almost square-ish head with a well-chiseled jaw and his head um, also on fire, um, almost burning backwards. Um, that actually on that part of the, the statue actually on fire, blowing with this purplish flame. Um, on the other side, you can see a much smaller statue, um, the statue of um, a woman with uh, this flowing hair over her shoulders. And she's currently standing with her fingertips in front of her on uh, a small glowing bit of light um, standing or uh, shining in front of her. Um, kind of that sash going across her waist with that, again, that star-like symbol um, on her on her waist um, and then baggy pants beneath her. And then on the right side, you can see um, this long spindled figure, very, um, very, very broad shoulders that go to a very thin waist um, and these long, long legs with long arms. Um, and then a very, very tiny head that has no features on it and this trunk-like crown with a ring floating around it. Um, the ring actually glowing on um, this little purple arcane ring um, floating around the top trunk-like section of his head. Now, would Edward recognize that as the image of Malice? Yes, you recognize uh, each of these three. You know that um, on the right is the, the depiction of Malice. On the left is the goddess Amer. Um, and then standing towering above all of them is the um, god of Venonatus. I have to, I have to say it right because it's like Venonatus. Yeah, it's Venonatus. Okay. Yeah, I point that out and then say, well, it seems like this is the right place. I just don't know who to talk to. Like, Hi. Uh, so, okay, so does the passage, like, uh, are, for each of the statues, does, like, does there, is there a hallway that extends past it, past the statue? Um, yeah, not that you can see at the moment. Okay. Are there any bookshelves? No. I'll just walk over to the statue of Malice. 
Oh, yeah, it stands there very solidly. Um, as you look at its face, you almost feel it's this weird thing is as the longer you stare at it, the, the more it like shifts and, and it doesn't have any features to it, but it's just kind of this void that you're staring into. Um, almost your reflection shining back at you. All these statues are made of like a polished bronze. Um, and it's almost like it's your reflection, but then like your reflection blurs and it's kind of something different and something not, you can't quite tell if it's just a trick of the light or your eyes or if it's something else entirely. Um, is there any, like, at the base of the statue, any, like, divots, runes, grooves? There, each is standing on a circular pedestal with their symbol in front of it. Okay. Um, and then as you look past, you can now see that there are uh, a couple hallways, um, each one back. It looks like Amer's goes out left, um, Malice's goes out right, and then, uh, Venetus has Venenatus. Um, Venenatus. I gotta learn how to say that properly. You know, I, I named the <laughs> god. Um, but Venenatus um, has a large archway, archway behind him that looks, uh, you can see past it, it's just the other room, which looks like a large um, large room within books inside of it. And you can see there's a few more people, um, probably about five or six people in that room um, with nobody down either of the side halls that you can see at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'll just... Well... I think further down the hall and I will make my way. All right. You begin leading us down the hall um, and you pass one scribe in um, these dark gray robes with these two purple sashes going down. Um, just kind of has his head bowed, his head shaved. Um, and as you begin to pass him, he just nods at you before continuing on. Um, at which point you make your way down the hall to one black door. Okay. Is said door locked by chance? You go to open it and you can't quite open it yet. Uh, is there any like lock on it or any... You, yeah, you can see that there is a keyhole beneath it. Okay. We have to complete the dungeon first to get the <laughs> boss key. Um, <laughs> I pull out the Is the, the hallway little... empty? Uh, aside from that one scribe that you guys passed, yes. Neat. Um, is the disc doing anything? No. No? Okay. Right. So there's no bookshelves in this hallway like nope. there was... Right. So the bookshelves, yeah, there was like one arch, which is just the wall, and then behind the arch was a whole other room. It wasn't a, a hallway to go back to Venetus. Mm. Um, and then there's the two hallways that go down the side. So there's no, there's no books on the side hallway. Uh, Trex, like hood is in full, like full depth. Uh, <laughs> um, but he'll, he'll walk over and he'll tap the priest on the shoulder. Okay. Uh, the priest looks up at you, and you can see his mouth is sewn shut. Oh, great! Oh, stellar. <clears throat> That's not creepy. Actually, you know, Trag is not terribly phased by this. Come to the, I am personally. Um, <laughs> Looking at it, it's not a grotesque. Uh, like so, it's not like this. Like there's not bleeding or anything like that. Um, you can see that it's a, a golden thread that goes through with a, like well-healed scars coming through. Um, it looks like it was like professionally done. Um, Interesting ritual. Excuse me. Uh, we have had a friend who we believe to have been. I look back. 
kidnapped? Would you say kidnapped no, by malice no, or more, abducted? More like, more like following a vision. She is on a vision quest given by malice, and we are trying to find her. Did I do it right? That's fine. Great. The, the scribe then nods and bows uh, before reaching into one of his very very uh, wide-brimmed uh, uh, sleeves and then pulling out a single key and walks over to the door um, and unlocks it. And as soon as it opens, there's this billow of smoke and mist that comes barreling out of the doorway. Um, nice. Renaya, you now can hear people around you but you can't see anyone. You hear this creak of the door opening, um, and now you can hear people talking. You can hear um, what sounds like your friends talking, but you can't see anything at the moment. Uh, Renaya? At which point the scribe bows and then walks back. Uh, uh, thank you, by wait, the way. Thank you. I, I walk into the chamber. I, I do as well. You walk into the chamber, and as soon as you cross the threshold, it's this deafening, blinding darkness once again, similar to that of um, the the kind of blindness that you had when you were in the hut, in the shack, except this, instead of just being the smoke that's blinding you, you can see the smoke around you, but as you look up, it doesn't look like the smoke continues up high into the air. It's just black and void. Um, and as you're talking, everything is slightly muted and um, like you can still hear Renaya and, or not Renaya, Melora calling out to uh, Renaya and Cather calling out to Renaya, but it's just this, this muted sounding. Um, okay. As you all step through, the door closes behind you oh, um, and you all can now hear this hyena-esque laugh um, coming Good in words, around you. Jim. Divine sense. Okay. I'll put my uh, hand on my bag, just real quick. Let me double check. Where's the book I that I want? Ginger, close to me. Guys, what is this? What's happening? Shush. I can't see. What did you say? Shush. Um, what was that? What? You don't Catherine. sense anything. Great. I will take Stellar. out. My, I'll take out my sword. Renaya, okay. are you here? Um, you all kind of it's beginning to almost like hurt your ears this deafening pain before the darkness just fades a little bit the smoke still continuing and then there are you can now see Renaya in the corner kind of like hugging herself uh, almost like shaking her head she almost seems to be like in shock um kind of shaking and holding herself together you look up and you can see tears streaming down her face immediately, immediately over, over. yeah <laughs> you immediately run over to her and as soon as you try and take one step towards her this hound-like beast with a, a gaping oh, maw that goes back towards its ears and these teeth um, hanging over itself, these scars going where the teeth are appears out of the smoke like forms out of the smoke and barks loudly at you um, we're going to take a break here what? Uh, what? <laughs> no! Not incorrect! <laughs> incorrect! <laughs> Why? So, we will be back in about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, definitely stay tuned to see what happens to Renaya and the friends, um, but we'll be back. Cool. Awesome. And we're back. So, we just left off with these guys about to fight some shadow dogs. I need everyone to roll initiative. What's so all these shadow dogs? You, you did not clarify before we went on break that this was combat. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're friendly puppers. Yeah, come on. Like, yeah, what maybe the heck? these are nice doggies. Hey, not so good for Havel. 
All Malice well, wanted to do was run. Maybe all these peppers want to do is be pet. On the bright side, I have consistency going for me. Ooh, okay, consistency is there. All right, remember. You rolled a two last time, right? No, no, no. It was an eight. Okay, that's better. You want to know what this one is? Guess what? It's the same one. <laughs> oh, my God. Good job. At least it's oh, not a shit. save. Awesome. 25 to 20. 22. 22. Dang more. 20 to 15. 15. 15. Lydia. Renaya. And then Grant, you said you had 15? 15. Yeah. Whatever it is for the audience. Okay. Uh, 15 to 10? 13. 13. Ten to five. Eight. All right, so have will go before you. And then Tarek. And then Shadow Dogs. Oh, yes. Ooh. All right. Shadows. It's great when they get a six. So, Melora, you uh, are surrounded by shadows. You can kind of see you in front of you. In front of you, there is one big dog. Uh, made of this like billowing um, kind of shifting shadow with these massive claws, probably like two or three inches long with these like hooked claws and these large jagged teeth. The dog standing probably about um, head at your, your chest level. Um, what are you gonna do? Dagger. All right, roll a hit. Oh, um, well, I don't know, does a 25 hit? Let me check. Just yes. misses. Roll your damage. All right, that is nine damage. Nine damage, okay. And, right off the gate. Uh, mm, does it look like my bow would be useful to me next time around? Um, it kind of depends. You did notice that um, when you went to go in and slash, the knife didn't go quite as deep as you wanted it to. Um, so you're not 100% sure if that's just because of your knife or if that's because of something else. So you're not really sure if the if the uh, bow would be helpful. Looking over, you can see the far end of the wall and it's only about 30 feet away. So you're not really sure if if it's kind of worth it. All right, then um, I will just... Mm, it's within five feet of me. Yeah. Then I'm not going to back up. And I'm just going to, to keep it out um, and be ready. Yeah, at the moment, it's Renaya in the corner with this um, shadow dog in front of it, and then Catherine and Melora both in front of that, probably followed by Tarak and then everyone else behind them. So, Renaya, it is your turn. You have seen your friends approach, but there is this this beast in your way. Um, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame on this shadow dog. Nice, nice. Yeah, go for it, girl. Do I need a a roll deck save? Yes, you are in the Kadex. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's going to be a nine. Yeah. Ah, Ah, All right, roll your damage. He can't roll low. I don't suppose Um, that... You can go. Do your thing. Um, five points of radiant damage. Radiant damage? Very nice, very nice. Suppose because it's made of shadow, it's like more effective in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. Awesome. 
that, if you, are you going to do anything else with your turn, Rihanna? No. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Edward, you're up. So, it's dark, right? But we can see this thing? Yeah, you're in dim light right now. All right, and I'm, am I next to anybody? You are currently just behind Melora with Havel right next to you. Or, yeah, Havel right next to you. I, I turn to Havel and say, I'm so sick of this. And I cast Disguise Self, and I make myself a foot taller, and okay. I take the appearance of the Malice statue outside. Oh, wow, okay. And, and and I look at the dog, and I say, Stay back, hound! <laughs> and I try to intimidate it. <laughs> okay, uh, roll to intimidate. I'll, I'll even give you advantage. Yay! Mm, that was a four and then a one. So, Edward's not very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Malice can't talk, so it kind of... Breaks the illusion. Yeah, that's. What I, I was. I was thinking that. I was like, would I have like a mouth, but nothing else? Like, so the the uh, the appearance doesn't change, uh, but you do hear "Stay back, hound!" from uh, behind this visage. Uh, are you gonna do anything else with your turn? Me. Um, yeah. Ooh, uh, uh, is bardic inspiration a bonus action? Yet? Yes, it is. It is. Ah, then. I'll, I'll I'll notice that it doesn't work, maybe, or I'll be doubtful, and I'll turn to Drac and I'll say, "You do something," and and by doing so, I grant him bardic inspiration. Nice, great, awesome. That takes us to Cather's uh, turn. Okay. In front of you, there is a big old shadow boy. Yep. Melora just stabbed it. Renaya just shot it. Yep. Okay. Can I get into flanking at all? Hundred percent. You already are. Perfect. I I swing at it with the with the sword in my hand. Go for it. <laughs> All right, so that's a 19 on die. So that's yep, that 24 hits. to hit. Oof. Okay, not, not the most fantastic of damage. Six. So that'll be okay. Perfect. Awesome. You go through and you carve a good gash through it. Um, still noticing that it also, just similarly with Melora, it didn't do quite as much damage as you were hoping it would or thought that it might. Yeah, it's plenty. Uh, yeah, so I'll just take out, make sure to take out my shield mm -hmm. and just get ready. Mm -hmm. um, cool. That brings us to Havel's turn. Havel is going to um, kind of dance around uh melora and cather getting on the other side of it um now standing there with renaya um he sticks his hand out to help her up um and so he's now in flanking with you renaya and he then track <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's your turn um shoot oh jeez. oh um, yeah oh yeah we're in a quite the predicament here oh oh boy oh jeez. Um, I'll pull out my sheathed longsword. I'll unhook it, and I'll I'll just walk up and just whack it. Okay, roll the hit. Can I also get advantage, Dad? Yeah, hundred percent. You have you have flanking. flanking. And don't forget to have inspiration. It doesn't matter. I crit. Woo! So that's oh geez, I'm two-handed a longsword. Oh, oh boy. Oh gosh. I've lost my other D10. <laughs> Twice. Um, yeah, I just walk up and I go, ah, 
Dang it. Just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> How much damage? Oh, jeez. For those of you who don't know, we do crits damage a little bit differently. Um, so what he's doing right now is he's doing the max that he could get on his roll and then rolling the dice on top of that. So for uh, a two-handed D longsword, I think it's a what, a D10? Yeah. Uh, yes, D10 for two Yeah, hands. so now it's going to be 10 plus whatever he rolls on his D10. Plus uh, that'll be 16 damage. Nice. All right. Solid, solid. Jeez. 16. Eight. Thank you, um, Edward. You're very encouraging. Great teacher. You, you go I up know. to Rack. Um, reluctantly, you just swing, trying to get this over as quickly as possible, giving a good shove. Um, and it, you hit the side of it, and it begins to whimper as it um, oh, kind of caresses its side <laughs> before it goes into like it kind of opens its mouth wide and its jaw unhinges and Less this um, hyena-esque laugh kind of escapes from it um, before it lunges at you. Less um, good pupper. <laughs> bad dog. Oh bad dog. Gosh. That's uh, that is going to be a nine to hit you, Track. No. So it lunges at you and you just raise your sword up, at which point it bites down on the scabbard, um, really like mount, uh, like hang on to it. And then um, you can have, you now have this, shadow dog on top of you um as you're all focusing on this one dog two more appear just behind Ah. you one in front of the door one in the far corner Ah. um, and lunge at you um i believe grant you're the furthest in the back so one's gonna go for you oh my god not again that will be a non-nat 20 to hit tarak get ready get ready to carry me Hey, hey, Grant, as long as Edward you don't get knocked out with one hit, it's an improvement. Listen, you know, a bard at level one doesn't have that many hit points. You take uh, seven points of piercing damage, Oof. and then I need you to make a strength saving throw. Is this by chance a smaller? Dog? Oh my gosh. No, these are big, big boys. Like they're all the same size? Yeah. Okay. On the bright side, Ooh, no one punched Edward, Edward today, so he can stay standing. Maybe. <laughs> this is true. Edward, Edward rolled a 19. Yeah, so you Ooh. are going in um, this this malice vis- visage over you. Just kind of like, yeah, Tarek, you, you get it. And then you feel this gnawing sensation on your calf as it goes in and it, fits oh. and it goes to like t- uh, kick your legs out from under you. But you manage to kick your leg free oh. and turn to see another one of these dogs. Um, your calf now bleeding um, exponentially, and you can see in your corner of your eye there's another one um, that is currently going to jump at Melora from behind. Uh, My uh, pants! No. Bad, bad dog. Bad dog. <laughs> That's what you're concerned about. Uh, does a 15 hit? No. Awesome. So Melora, you go in, you swipe at this thing, and then Tarak comes up your right side and just whacks it, causing you to kind of turn and look at him. Now the corner of your eye, you see this shadow kind of come up. So you turn and look just in time to kind of like flip this dog over your back as it lunges at you, um, causing it to land basically just in front of Havel and Renaya. Uh, nice. At which point, Thanks. it's your turn, Melora. Um, Dagger. <laughs> which one? Um, on the one that I just flipped over. All right, perfect. Go ahead and roll to hit. Uh, math. I right, twenty-four. Twenty-four to hit. That hits. I like I have, oh. you have the question. Eight damage. Eight damage. I. Awesome. 
you go in and swipe at this thing, uh, causing a good gash to go across his collarbone. Um, are you going to do anything else on your turn? Quote, quote. Am I still in a position to um, swipe at the other one if I need to? Yeah. I'll stay where I am. Okay, perfect. Um, that takes us to Renaya's turn. Havel is currently uh, about to help you up when he gets like shoved by this dog that then Melora goes and stabs. Um, still standing upright, he's able to help you up if that's what you would like to do. Yes, um, do, are, are these familiar to me? Or are these something completely new? Um, they, roll, roll either history or religion. This won't be a part of your turn. Okay. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yeah, so something that um, you're very familiar with is this hatred of malice um, from a couple of the other gods, especially gods of the other of the Forge domain. Um, they, they don't really like him because he doesn't do a ton, and uh, they feel like they kind of got gypped out of um, a... A patron of this domain um and so they feel like they end up having to pick up his slack quote unquote so you know that there are other gods that don't really like him or his followers um so this isn't necessarily a new sensation but you haven't it's not uncommon you remember um your mentor telling you about um how it wasn't uncommon for her to be um targeted or attacked by um different monstrosities that uh you didn't often see okay cool all right um renai is just going to say this is about me not them and then i'm going to cast um sacred flame again okay nice 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 i love that radiant damage Ooh, that's a great great roll uh that would be Let's see. That's a that's a seven. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hey. Roll your damage, girl. You're doing great. Oh oh oh! It's seven. Seven points of radiant damage. Ooh. And then. Ooh. Okay, so who's been hit? Um, right now. Edward. Uh, Just Edward the bard. <laughs> Just Edward. Okay. Like usual. What's new? <laughs> okay. Um, that's fine. That's. <laughs> um. Yeah, that'll be my turn. Okay. Perfect. That takes us to Edward. Um, you're you're in pain, bud. Your calf hurts a lot. Um, but there's now this dog kind of just behind you, um, really getting ready to attack you again. Okay. In a fit of anger, Edward yells, Aah! and takes his rapier and just swings it behind him. Go for it. The okay, dog's not okay. behind you. What do it's, I roll? It's in front of you. D- D20. He says that while he's trying to run away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've been playing this game. Okay, uh, that's a... What do I roll, he says. <laughs> How many years, Grant? How many years? It's been, what, five years of you playing this game? It's all the logo. <laughs> 23. 23 hits, bud. Okay. Hey, bud. Alright, now I roll a 1d8. Do you know which one that is? I found it. Yeah, that's the one with the eight size. Yeah, okay. It looks Four, like a rhombus. Yep. <laughs> looks like two okay. triangles. And then put I together. add my dexterity. Yes, to the damage. But okay, question. 
yes. last session mm -hmm. when we lost our stats okay is that permanent no. no your stats have been renewed to uh normal this okay. is not uh, first I, edition i forgot right and we are also uh, level one grant i i forgot to mention that thank you good uh so that's a that's eight points of damage nice. oh this is you're on the second one take okay. that hound eight points of damage nice <laughs> You immediately get older when you get bit. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh. So now he's Ed so now he's Edward's butler. <laughs> that's, that's for chewing a hole in my pants. Awesome, Edward. Are you gonna do anything else in your turn? Uh, mm, is there anyone else near me? Uh, everyone is like right behind you. You're probably with the furthest person would be Renaya, and she's ten feet away from you. I just yell "Go!" and I reach back and touch whoever's closest to me. Uh, roll a roll a d6 on a six reroll. No. Yes. Six. Six reroll. <laughs> oh, that's what you said. Another six. Reroll. Two. Two. That's Melora. I say go, and I touch <laughs> her on the shoulder. Nice. <laughs> cool, Melora. You now have a d6 of bardic inspiration. Nice. Awesome. Anything else in your turn? No. Sweet. Cather, it is your turn. All right. So, um, okay. So is this, it, so are, of the, of the three dogs, is only one of them still next to me? Um, next to you, there is, so you, Melora, and Tarak are all, like, well, actually, Melora's tagging. So you and Tarak are currently tag teaming the first one that showed up. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's still it's still pretty close to you. Okay. Um, and I, am I still within flanking with uh, with someone? Yeah, Tarak's basically on top. Well, actually, it's basically on top of Tarak. Okay. I will swing it. I'll swing at the, the evil doggy again. Whack him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Carol Baskin. Uh, Killed him, pausing, whacked him. 17 points of damage. 17 points. Oh, my oh right, 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 17 to hit. I'm about, my bad. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Whoa. How are they coming in rough? Although, that still actually, hits. I could do 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. if I crit. Uh, and then yeah, rolled I mean, really good. Double crit. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage? Yeah. Ooh, you're getting close. Awesome. You go in, and this dog, which is like nomming on um, Tarak's scabbard, you go in, and you get a good slash across its back, at which point there's smoke billowing out of this uh, cut that you just carved through its back, um, and it's beginning to have a little bit of a looser form to it. Um, anything else that you're going to do on your turn? Uh, I'm going to wish I had a bonus action. <laughs> awesome. It brings us to Havel's turn. Um, Havel is going to swing around and then chuck uh, a little a little dagger at the dog right next to him, right in front of or not chuck it he's gonna stab it because it's right there. Oh, oh nice! Havel just crit. That's really good. Rogue's critting is good. Rogue's all, rogue all crit is very good. We have all the crits. This, this good job, okay. Ryan. Way to go, Ryan. Way to go, Ryan. He's still here. And, and because he had advantage on the attack, he gets to roll an extra d6. Yeah, so that would be minimum 12 damage, I believe. 
So six plus the d4 for the dagger, that's 10. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, it's a dagger, not a short sword. My bad. And then two and two. So 14 oh. points of damage. Only 13. That's too bad. 14. 14 points of damage. Ooh, he's a first level rogue. Give him a break. Well, okay, but I, would imagine, <laughs> I imagine he has a pretty good dex, though. Oh, yeah, plus his dex. Okay. Yeah, 14. Uh, 18 points of damage, actually. Hey, there we go. That sounds more there like it. Yeah. It's gonna Remind say me 14 not to make... points of damage. That is Remind like me not to if, make Havel mad. Before he rolls, he has 10. That means he he had to have rolled two ones and have a plus two to dex. Yes, I forgot the dex. <laughs> Called skill. Yeah, Whoa. right, right. Yeah, just lucky and lucky. He uh, carves through um, and then is going to stay right there. So he's keep stays in flanking with... Uh, Renaya, at which point that brings us to Traxern. There's a dog um, on you. Yep, don't care. Uh, I look at Cather, I say, you got this. I look at Renaya, I say, don't die. And then I just run to Edwards. Okay, perfect. Um, that will provoke an opportunity attack. Yep. My friend, carry me. Okay, okay, okay. Does a 13 hit? No. Sweet. Um, so you go and you kind of shove on the chest of this dog, pulling it off your scabbard and manage to just kind of push it far enough away that as you turn, it can't quite get back to you. Um, especially as Cather goes in and basically like steps on it, going in for the final blow. Um, and then you make your way over to Edward. Yep. I'll, I'll do my best to like present myself as a greater threat. Okay. In all reality, there's a very low possibility that if that is actually the case um, <laughs> and then i'll just say you're not even as dangerous as a sand rat and hit it on the head <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and roll the hit can i get flanking with with uh, yes with sir you're flanking boy? with with edward yeah yeah he ends up and edward's just like crouched with his rapier like <sighs> <He's>... <laughs> you're like an animal <laughs> 20. 20 hits, definitely, 100%. Yeah. Nice. Three damage. <laughs> oh, sweet. Have that. Brings it down to one damage. Uh, actually, that's the other one. Good old math. <laughs> 10. There we go. Awesome. You go in and you whack it. Um, it doesn't have the same effect as the, uh, the last time you whacked something. Yeah, that was a one-time thing. I'm not a whacker. <laughs> Awesome. Can I do anything else in your turn? Uh, no. Sweet. That dog that you just hit, it's not happy. So it's going to launch itself at you. I like that better. Ooh, that's another natural 20. That's fine. But this time, I, I, you know, Havel got a natural 20 and then I got a natural 20. So the game is balanced. Oh, yeah, no, this is fine. If anyone is supposed to get crit here, it's me. Okay, so that's 12. Jesus Christ, we're rolling D12s for damage? What kind of nonsense is this? No, it's 2D6. Okay, that's even worse. It means each one of these dogs has great swords. <laughs> uh, that would be 12 plus the three is five. I'll say that's three. Uh, that's 18 points of damage. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> this dog, Edward, you watch as Tarak comes over, whacks it real hard, and then this dog goes up and just eats Tarak's face, causing him to fall That's, over uh, and just like starts tearing into him. That's a hard um, oof right there. Oh no. Renaya, your dog is gonna crack ya. No, it's not. Does a nine hit ya. 
Oh no. So uh, Havel kind of being just in front of you, uh, going in and stabbing this dog, it goes up and it kind of reaches around to try and bite at you. Um, but uh, between Havel providing a little bit of cover um, and you just kind of like kicking at it to keep it away from you, uh, it doesn't manage to quite get close enough. Um, Cather, ooh, does a 23 hit. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. Okay, okay, that's not bad, that's not bad. Four plus three, this is seven points of piercing damage. Oof. Um, and then I need you to make a, a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. Oh, what die to use? Probably okay. the d20. Okay, okay, okay. That is a 17. Okay, uh, you do not get knocked prone. Yeah. Uh, so this dog comes at you and kind of launch it, uh, latches onto you for a little bit, but you manage to just kind of shove it off um, and then prepare for your strike. Melora, it is your turn. All right, so I just noticed that I have two weapon fighting as a bonus action. So That's I'm important. going to take out my other dagger. Yeah. I'm going to do both of them on, okay. um, I believe it's the one that just attacked Cather, the one that I kind of, so the one that attacked Cather has been the first one that uh, Cather and you and Tarak were all fighting. Mm -hmm. You flipped the second one over your shoulder, which has been attacking Renaya and Havel. Then that one. I go cool. for that one. Perfect. Go for it. Um, I'm going to use my inspiration. Fantastic. All right. Uh, does a 15 hit? Yes. All right. That is... <laughs> Eight damage with that one. Ooh, very nice. And then uh, it does a 26 hit. Yes. Another eight damage, so 16 wow. total. Wow, nice, girl. Solid, solid, Malora. Yeah, you go in and you... Yeah, you go in and you rip into this one. Um, and where you stab, there begins to be these large billows of smoke. Um, and it's form just kind of, it's not quite holding the same shape. Um, Renaya, it's your turn. Okay, so. People are hurting. Yeah. Um, so there's me mm -hmm. and Havel. Mm -hmm. And then there's Doggy. Yep. And then is this the same Doggy that's in front of Edward and Tarak? Or no, is that so a different the, doggy? So you're back in the corner right next to Havel with mm -hmm. the dog in front of you. This is the one that Melora like flipped over herself. Um, and then she is now stabbing that. So the three of you are on that dog. Um, and then Cather's by himself with the first dog. And then Tarak and Edward are with the, the last dog. So how far are they from me? How far is Tarak from me? Sorry. Tarak is probably, he's only about 15 feet away from you. Oh, I need to get there. Okay. Um. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Yep. This is my fault. So I'm gonna take the opportunity attack and head towards Tarak. Okay. Man, I just can't hit you. Does a twelve hit? Uh, no. So you go just dancing around this dog as Melora and Havel just kind of keep it in place. Um, it takes a bite at you, but you just kind of dance around it, and then dance around Cather's dog, uh, making your way over to Tarak, who's currently unconscious on the floor. Cure wounds. <laughs> nice. Go ahead and roll your health. Okay. Um, okay really, really, she would be good. rolling his health. That's good. 
Um, that uh, was nine nine points back. Hey, wow. that's pretty good. It's beefy. Nice, Tarak. You breathe in this big burst of air, um, seeing Renaya over you, and then her face kind of comes over as laying down on the ground. The smoke is kind of beginning to cover you a little bit. Um, and then remember where you are and the fact that there's a dog also eating your face now. Um, cool. Are you going to do anything else in your turn, Renaya? Um, no. Nice. Uh, Edward, you are currently looking as Tarak, the biggest man you've ever seen, lays on the ground as this dog is like eating his face. And Renaya just went over and like taps his shoulder. Um, and you could see him like liven back up again but this dog is still on top of him so this is the most gruesome thing that edward's ever seen in his life and immediately my initial reaction was thunder wave but then he saw, <laughs> wait but then he saw renaya run over and he thought second of it um so in this moment of choice he just yells get off him mutt and and tries to push him off with the shoulder push the dog <laughs> off of track with the shoulder roll an athletics check Oh, yeah. What? Did he roll good? No. I got a 10. What you got? Uh, uh, Come on, Edward. 16. Yeah! You go over and you just shove this dog. And it's weird because your hands, like, it's hard. It's They don't grasp necessarily like solid mass. They kind of not enter it, quote unquote. But it, it's definitely like your hands go over and the shadow kind of forms around you before there's something solid that you can push on. But you shove this dog off of him um that'll be your action have bonus action um i i would picture edward would just stand there triumphantly and hold his rapier out and say uh, um what you've got dog <laughs> <laughs> he's not very intimidating <laughs> is he <laughs> nice okay and that's it. uh perfect that takes us to cather's turn you got a dog basically beneath your foot yep is he like actually on the ground? Yeah. So like I would have advantage because he's prone. Yes. Alright. Dropping the shield, two-handed, I'm coming down on this boy. Alright, roll to hit with advantage. Come on, double crits. Uh, this is your time. Well, so with advantage, I got a one and a seven on dice. So that's okay, okay. twelve to hit. Hey. That is their AC, so hey. you still hit. Yes. Awesome. You come up holding your... Uh, it's a great sword, right? That's uh, long sword. Long sword. And then ram it into its chest. Uh, how much damage do you do? Uh, I promise you it's enough. Eight points of damage. Oh, yeah. Wow. You go right through its ribcage and then twist just a little bit, causing this billow of smoke before it just dissipates into the floor. Nice. Um, that one is gown. <sighs> Awesome. You turn, and you can see um, Havel and Melora tag-teaming this other dog, and then um, Tarak, Edward, and Renaya all over just behind you a little bit. All right. I'll pick my shield back up off the ground. Okay. And uh, breathing a little heavy, kind of holding the gash that from the dog that I did, mm-hmm. from the wound that I did take. Oh, all right. And I'll just slowly walk over. To the one that Havel and Melora are fighting. Okay. And yeah, you just kind of just get, hobble your way yeah, over yeah, there, dragging like, your sword. Yeah, just, uh, just, um, 
takes us to Havel, who's gonna stab this thing one more time. Big Ooh. money, no whammies. Big money, no whammies. Uh, plus. Okay, plus is crazy. Oh, okay. So he's gonna miss it with an eleven. Um, he goes swinging down, and his uh, the hand on his uh, dagger just kind of hits the little bit of solid mass cat towards the center and glances off of it. Um, at which point he's gonna take a step around, not so that uh, he's leaving their range, but he's so he's right next to Melora and Cather, giving them advantage with flanking. At which point it is your turn, Tarek. You're on the floor, breathing hard. I uh, I stand up. I say, thank you, but you should have helped Edward first. I turn <laughs> back to the dog. I touch. I put my hand on Edward Edward's shoulder and say, you're doing great. And I I will uh, lay on hands him for four hit points. Okay. Um, so, so you, you gain, gain four hit points, health, Grant. Edward. Oh yay. <laughs> um, and I say, all together now. <laughs> and then I, I walk back up to the dog that Edward pushed. Okay, perfect. Um, lay on hands is your action, right? Yeah. Cool. Do you have any bonus actions? Nope. Awesome. That Level will take one. us to the shadow dogs. Ooh. Uh, in the chat. They're going to uh, attack you, Tarak, because you just walked right up to it. Do it, punk. Does a 15 hit. No. Ooh, you like walk up to it feeling strong, feeling confident. It lunges at you and you just like catch it and shove it back down. Um, that's going to take us over to Melora, Havel, and Cather. Um, Melora was the last one to hit it, so I'll attack Melora. Does a 15 hit you? No. Oh. This thing, it's getting tag team from every corner. It doesn't know quite who to lunge at. It's like nipping at all of you guys, but never really making a hit. That takes us to Melora, your turn. All right, I'm just going to do the same again. Okay. Stab, stab. Uh, so, so I have advantage then. Yes, you do. All right, that is 23. Ooh, that definitely hits. What you gonna do, girl? Come on. That's seven damage for the first dagger. All right, Dang, guys. And ah, uh, oh, does a seventeen hit? Yes, it does. All right. That's just six damage for that one. Okay, you go in and uh, you stab in one shoulder and stab in the other, and then you kind of drag it forward, and it kind of steps up with you before dissipating into um, shadowy dust. Dang, Melora. Awesome. That, are you gonna do anything else in your turn? Uh, I'm going to anticipate how far I need to move to get, did Cather, Cather already got rid of his, right? Yeah, or... Cather's gotten rid of his, there's just the one that's in front of Tarak, about 10 feet behind you if you were to turn around. Um, All right. So immediately, going... go ahead. Um, I'm just going to get closer to that one. Oh, perfect. You make your way up to it. Um, Renaya, it is your turn. Uh, Tarak, you like breathe life into him and he just got up, healed Cather, or not Cather, Edward, and then just like shoved this dog that lunged at him. What are you going to do? Um, let's, let's do what I know how to do best with Woo! another sacred flame. Do it, girl, hit him. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that ooh. These things up. do not have uh, good dexterity saving throws, apparently. Uh, ten. Mm -mm. And that's another seven points. Wow! Ouch! Yes. 
No resistances to radiant damage. Uh, awesome. Yeah, you stick your hands out, um, and this little purple glow comes out of your hands before this bolt of arcane energy shoots through it, and it festers and burns um, before it's kind of burning this. It goes from this purple to kind of this more white radiant uh, type of uh, flame before it kind of puttering out just a little bit. Uh, it looks really hurt. That wound that you just left it is like billowing smoke, and it's kind of stepping back uh, further away from you guys. Uh, Edward, your turn. Okay, Edward uh, posts up in front of the dog, standing sideways, okay. and almost expertly um, brings his arm in back and then s turns his hand and sticks it straight into its maw. Do it. And he rolled a four. <laughs> so you you touch Tarak's shoulder, pushing him back. You stand in front of him. Assuming perfect fencing position as your as your butler taught you, and do one strike forward. At which point it goes straight into the shadow dog's the shadow mastiff's maw, and it clenches down on your sword and rips it out of your hand, throwing it across the room. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Are you gonna do anything else on your turn? Tarak. <laughs> is that uh bardic inspiration that is, that is another yeah i another already have it i have not used it and so i cannot hold can, two dang it yeah so well, you can give it to renaya or melora now they're both over by you uh, uh you can't well actually you can't yeah sorry Catherine's you know, uh, not near you it's a distance thing though you don't have to you don't have to touch them that's true you could give it to yes, anyone you i just want i just back there, melora i love the picture um I love the I'll idea of Edward trying to give it to Tarak again. Do it. But it just doesn't work. Do so it. that's what happens. You, you go, Tarak, help! And then Tarak, for a moment, there's this little glow. And then it just disappears. <laughs> awesome. That will take us to Cather's turn. Okay. You're I'll in the just, back corner so, over by Havel. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I literally just trudged over to the back corner. This thing dies. I'm like... Uh, turn around. I see like tw now, like fifteen feet away from me is the last one. Mm -hmm. I was just like, "All right, I'll just make my way back over that direction." You begin hobbling over yeah, this time, like, like using your like, long sword as like a crutch. Yeah, yeah. Are we like just surrounding this dog at this point? Um, yeah, there's currently four of you guys around it. Um, it's trying to like back in as to the corner as far as it can go. Um, but with you joining it, it's now five people around it. Are you going to try and do anything? I, yeah, I'll, I'll swing in two-handed. Go for it, bud. Do I have advantage? You, yes, very much so. You, yeah, you go over hobbling and take like on the last step, just kind of raise your sword a little bit. What you get? Um, so with advantage. Eight. You hobble over and lift your sword, and then you just go. It's not worth it. And yeah. you just put your sword back down. I just, I just like, I like, I like go into swing and I'm like, yeah, no, they got it. And I just turn around and walk away again. Nice. Um, we, it brings us to Havel's turn. At which point Havel is going to be looking more around, um, trying to like figure out where they are than doing anything. Trek, it's your turn. Um, for a. A brief second, I look around, make sure that no one's dead. Nobody's dead. Um, <laughs> I look up and I say, <sighs> Univol, guide my blade. 
Mirdautas Ross! And then I swing. Yeah. Swing. Roll the hit. I'm assuming I'm within flank with the like seven people that are here. Yeah, you know, it's 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 gonna be a tight call, but I think I'll give it to you. Uh yeah, that's gonna be a 16 on die, no matter. That hits, go for it, bud. Edward looked just a little terrified when he yelled in Orcish. Ooh, it's a whole 12 damage. Wow, yeah. You go in with this bellowing roar of Orcus battle cries and swing, causing your uh, covered blade to go right through the Mastiff. And then it just disappears in this poof of smoke. And I look upset. Moment... <laughs> um, for a moment, the smoke stays before dissipating and disappearing and the light reappears at which point you can see that you're actually in a very very small 30 by 30 room with a small cauldron towards the back center and just this little purple fire um going through the embers hold, held in that cauldron i can't believe that worked as this soon the as the as soon as the hound like dissipates i look at tarak and say are you okay what do you mean the, he he was mauling your face. I've I've never seen anything like that. That was horrifying. If we haven't Are, noticed, there's not much more that can be done. Well, yes, I I suppose, but I it, I couldn't imagine that happening to my face. Hush now, you're I, that fine. That must have been terrible. Is, for is you. everyone okay? Does Cather look not so good? You are the first to notice that Cather has kind of wandered over to the door and is just like leaning against the wall breathing heavily as you can see just beneath um, his breastplate where it kind of shifts into more like an abdomen um, there's a large gash across his ribcage and abdomen I offer a crutch to lead him to uh, Renaya oh that would be lovely I over to Renaya I'm so sorry and I'm immediately going to do cure wounds on Cather as well nice thank you Renaya um uh, that's seven. Nice. I awkwardly move away when he <laughs> stand on his own. Yeah, she goes over and she places both her hands on your ribcage and abdomen, um, and this faint purple glow appears over his hands. Um, and the, the cloth is still torn, and you can see there's a nice good scar across his abdomen now, um, a nice clean, very well-healed scar. Right. Um, thank you, Renaya. Um, if you don't mind my asking when we're all a little curious, what are you doing here? I... Um... I don't really know. Um... Okay, well that makes sense too. <laughs> well, can we leave? I don't want to be attacked by any more of those things. This is the second shadow-like thing that we've been attacked by, and frankly, I'm getting sick and tired of it. I don't want to make a pattern. Can we please go? Although hmm. well, that is right. actually an interesting point. Yeah, we should probably avoid billowing black smoke on a more regular basis. You don't because think it always ends badly. To Catherine's point, however, didn't you think it odd that this is the second encounter with shadows that we've had? I mean, the first time it was because Havel decided to steal from a witch. I Everyone was ill-advised. At which point, Havel 
you guys like look over at him you can see that he has his fingers in the cauldron like holding one of the pieces of coal which is almost like this um it's like a piece of obsidian with like little purple uh like flakes in it and he looks over at you and then just sets it back down <laughs> and then he walks over back over to you guys what have we told you about touching things? Havel, what have we told you about touching things? Were you the, did you, were you the reason those puppies showed up? Edward. Edward. They were here before we got here. Oh, I I'm, know you're upset. Oh. My pants. My pants. Edward, if I, may, if I may say, you did do very well. It um, was a very good thrust at the end. Oh, yes, my sword, and I go and retrieve it. As as you go to look at uh, at Edward Renaya, you can see that he looks like a shorter, thinner version of Malice at the moment. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was never dispelled. <laughs> um, she's going to just kind of step back a little bit. <laughs> I I walk up to her with the sword and say, what's wrong? Edward, yeah, um... Face. You look like a god, what? or what whatever the what? approximation of one You're is. Not oh, thank you, Tarak. Yourself, Edward, if you get my meaning. Oh, oh, oh! I got wrapped up in the fighting. I completely forgot, and I dispel and say, "Now you can see my pants." Do they look like, like it could be fixed with a needle and thread? Yeah, hundred percent. There's there's just like four or five holes along the but side, the either side of his calf, where the teeth like rip through, and there's like good blood stains around it too. Dinafash, Edward, I if you let me, I can fix these. I make my own clothes. Edward, how oh, are you feeling? Fine later. How am I feeling? Are you <laughs> like I and don't don't start. I'm talking physically speaking. How are you feeling? Are you hurt? Mm, I'd say I'm maybe like a seven, six out of ten. Emotionally, three out of ten. Okay. <laughs> That's good enough for me. I'm going to take. That's I'm going to take out the rod. I want to go, but, uh... Okay. I want to take out the yeah. rod and expend a charge. Nice. Um, go ahead and roll a d4 for me, please. Yep. Malora, you still have the disc with you? I, I do. Oh no, I gave it to Cather. Oh, Cather yeah, then. Uh, that's a one of the d4, so I gained back two charges. You gained back two charges, so that brings it back up to four, and now you're expending one. Yeah. Cool. So you're down to three charges. Yep. Uh, Renaya, um, did you perhaps leave this, um, in in your room, Cather, the disc? I I hold up the disc. Uh, he holds up the disc, and you recognize it as the symbol uh, of malice. Um, you know that your mentor had um, one or two of these on her usually, but you have yet to have found one that was in a good condition. Um, and now you have about the six-inch disc. Also, Edward, that is six points of healing. Oh, I feel much better. Thank you. Oh, I was cramping. Uh, I will, and also, I will, with that, I will hand the disc to Renaya. As soon as uh, it enters your hands, Renaya, you kind of hold it for just a second, and it shrinks down to be about two and a half or three inches wide with a little loop at the top. Whoa. Hey. That's very cool, She'll smile actually. a little and then kind of just hold it close. Yeah. Can I roll in her car? I'll just, back? I'll briefly flash my own holy symbol. <laughs> just like, just, just like a, a fellow gang member <laughs> pulling yeah. out his, yeah. his blood or the crypt sign, whatever. Just so. 
Uh, yes, go ahead and roll your arcana check. Edward's just like, what is this magic? Uh, Renaya, you'll have to forgive me. Um, I did enter your room this morning because I was worried you didn't answer. Um, I didn't mean to intrude, but um, I did have to open your room and see you were not there. That's okay. I'm, I'm glad you guys found me. I'm just, I'm sorry you had to face that. What? Uh, and if I may ask, um, what's happened? Do you remember anything? I and are you all right? Was anything happening to you? Ian? You physically, aside, unless I don't, you didn't take any damage, right? Mm -mm. Yeah, so physically you're feeling fine, um, if not a little shaken. Uh, definitely emotionally confused and scarred and terrified um i'm okay just a lot to think about i think how i feel that she's lying <laughs> roll an insight check but i was gonna say do i believe her you no. both can roll separate insight checks well wow, I, mean, I, I got a uh, 19 on my arcana check on the symbol Okay. Partially because Edward's not familiar with this stuff. Right? You're you're not overly surprised. Um, it, as you kind of look at it, you can see that there's a thin band of um, arcane symbols around the outside of the rim on that uh, that iron piece, that iron band that goes around it. Um, and just kind of briefly looking at it, you assume you it's not uncommon for there to be enchantments of things that will shrink or to grow in different areas. Um, it's not overly technical magic going on. Okay, well, Edward mumbles to himself, well, that's not that impressive. What did you guys get on your insight checks? I am too concerned with the physical. She <laughs> seems fine. Got yeah. a two total? Nice. That's total, wow. Yeah. Total. Oh, one on die. Nice. See, see, that's that's hilarious, because uh, if I look at my total... Uh, so it's here, a 50. So, so let's see here. Insight. Okay, where's it at? Where's that? I'm looking at my other screen here. There it is. That quick Plus math. one. Two. <laughs> oh, so one. It turns out that both me and Kath are actually looking at each other. This right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, wow, so nice, nice. You appear to have also gotten injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kath, you're, you're kind of looking at her and you're like, yeah, you know, she did a thing. And then you're a scar. Just yeah, kind of this yeah, little sore. Yeah. And then Tarak, you're just looking at Renaya and you're like trying to listen to what she's having to say, but you're like physically examining her for any cuts or bruises or anything that's going on. So neither of you have any clue if she's lying to you or not. Seems legit. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm so far two for two for rolling insight on the party and getting a natural one. Oh yeah, we're killing it out here. You guys get to know none of start. the secrets. Nope. So, yeah. Well... Now that we found Renaya, I suppose we can make our way to keep fine, trying to find Samuel. I, if I suppose... everyone else is feeling up to it. Well, I don't even know where to start. Where should we go? Well, well Renaya, we kind of hit a dead end. Did you get a good enough rest? I mean, how soon did you leave? Um. You got a, a full long rest. I, I've. I've rested enough. I just I've used up my spells. I didn't like those odds very much. Um, well, 
perhaps we can just go to the Sunrise Suite and see if we can notice anything strange going on over there. You um, guys all notice Havel for a second, kind of go like that before regaining his composure. Um, Edward, you know of this place. Um, this is probably the nicest place, the nicest inn in uh, Athala. Um, you know that this is kind of where... Um, it's basically like a, a private club for the rich and powerful. Um, you have been there once before. Um, it's in the eastern side, actually up in the roof of the cave that goes over the city of the, the half of the city of Athala. And the reason why it's called the Sunrise Suite is because they have carved a tunnel going out to the eastern side of the mountain. So as the sunrise goes over, it, it catches that light going into the tunnel. And it's one of the first places that gets um the dawn light coming in through it so that's why it's called wait, the sunrise suite wait did, did you say the sunrise suite yes and and how do you expect to get in i mean i, I i've only i've only been in there like like once maybe that was that was under my father i walk in the door that's well it's not I quite that like simple i don't think to it's... see what havel's face looks like while we're talking about this um he roll an insight check Try, try to get higher than a natural students. one. Ew. <laughs> Math. Eleven. Hey, that's two ones. I. That's better than one one. Um, at the moment, he seems to have regained his composure, and he's not really emoting a whole lot. All right. Hmm. I hate to be I, I'm just saying, I can try to do what I can, but... Edward, that's... it's the only lead we have. I suppose, I, yes. It's worth a try, but getting an orc inside might be hard. I was going to say that's probably the case if I'm being 100% honest. Well, if I'm also being honest, um, I, mean, I think I have the composure to get into such, such a place. I mean, perhaps there could be a few of us that wait outside. I mean, if we had some inside connection like we did in the last one with Havel and all this mumbo jumbo mafia nonsense that maybe we could do it then but how much the likeliness that his connections to two high clientele areas do we know about the mafia connection no 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 it no. just seemed obvious suspicious <laughs> 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 um, man money thrown everywhere you can see havel is kind of thinking and contemplating um before it goes um yeah i could i could get us in what you you could get us in. You're you're like from the streets. How do you expect for them to just let Edward, you walk in? With all due respect, uh, he paid for our rooms and everything else. I mean, perhaps you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, since you well, seem to have a good problem point. with doing. He, How did he, you pay for that? Um, you see him reach into his pocket and then starts like flipping the coin over his knuckles, um, and just says, "I have like three gold coins. That's fine." And then puts a cold point back. You have you expect three to be impressive to these people? I can only assume that he owns every inn. Every Him? possible domicile. Trust me, I can I can get this in. It will, it will okay. be no good. You, you can try, but I I can't promise you'll make any progress with those people. Well, let's start making Just... our way out, shall we? Doesn't I think it hurts to try? You guys I guess so. 
begin making your way outside the temple. Um, Renaya, as you walk out, the first thing you notice is this almost uh, life-size statue of Malice cast in bronze, standing, um, facing away from, you're, you're coming upon his, uh, what would be his left side. Um, and you come upon him. And as you guys begin to pass, you can just, you almost feel like the statue is watching you for just a second before passing by it. You guys exit the temple. Um, and it's, what's up? Real, real quick, as, as, we, as we leave, um, if I look down either direction, um, as everyone else is, I assume, walking away. Mm -hmm. Do I see anything related? Uh, do I see anything related to the domain of death? Yeah. So just like I was just gonna say this, um, you guys walk out. The weather um, is about the same, where there's still that gentle breeze. The clouds, the uh, the the dark cloud cover, um, and Havel or not Havel, Cather. As you look out right towards the end of the uh the end of the row of temples you can see there's one of these temples this black uh same exact same style of building but now it's this blackened building um with one uh pit of fire on the outside of it um also burning black um and Havel actually turns right uh well actually Havel looks to grant um and says lead the way oh but yeah that's probably the best call and i keep going towards where uh, I know the sunrise suite is. Edward begins going right towards the temple. Towards the temple. So we're walking mm -hmm. towards the temple. Yeah. Okay. Um, as we're walking, is there any point where Melora like hangs back a little bit or is like distanced a little? Probably. <laughs> okay. Um, Renaya's gonna catch pace with Melora and very quietly be like, um, I, I don't want to bother you with anything, but I, I was wondering, um, if if we end up staying together another night, um, do you do you think it would be okay if I stayed with you? Melora takes a moment. Um, she's kind of touched. Actually, it's it's a very positive social interaction. And um, she says, sure, I, I'm not the best company, but um, I'd be happy to do that. Okay, um, thank you. And then she's just gonna kind of slow her pace a little bit and let everybody go ahead of her. <laughs> uh, I just wanna say it was really funny. You go, hey, could we stay with you? And all four of the guys be like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I hope you didn't mind if Ginger takes a liking to you. I'd love that. And, and she's just gonna step back and <laughs> let them go. So you guys, following Edward, begin making your way around. Um, what's up, Catherine? I, I, I hate to stick on this point. No, again. no, no. Go for it. Do it. As we pass by the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, can I make a somewhat mental note as to where this is? Yeah, 100%. You know exactly where it is. Okay. Um, before specifically Melora gets too far away, um, mm -hmm. I'll just kind of stand and look at the entrance. Okay. Uh, uh, is, are there like the three symbols of the gods also on display there? 
Yeah, exactly. Same thing, just like with all the other temples. Um, you can see there is a large um, circular symbol in the center with what has um, a wilted rose in it, um, just ever so slightly on the side. Um, on the uh, left of it, you can see there is um, another symbol that looks like uh, it's a skull, but the, uh, the top half of the skull where the cranium is, is um, almost like a succulent, like a desert flower, a succulent of some sort with the jaw beneath it. Um, and then on the right side of the uh, the wilted rose, you can see in the side of the circle is a pair of like leathered wings that kind of take up the whole circle. For just so a, the, yeah, for just a moment, you take like two steps forward as you could feel this sensation of it calling for you. Um, and for just a moment, you look forward into the entrance and this, this, uh, this man walks out tall with a wide brim hat and a goatee into a pointed beard. Um, he actually has spurs on his boots, very cowboy-esque type dude. Um, and he just goes up and leans against one of the pillars in front of you tilts his hat and then you go and you feel a tug on your arm mm -hmm. as Melora begins to get just a little bit further and you look back at her and look back and the figure is gone. I turn around and I say, Cather, will you please try to keep up? Just give me one second. I stopped walking. Is it your wound? Are you all right? I'll just uh, jog over, meet up with with, uh, and walk in pace with um, Havel. Yeah, uh, he looks at you, and you can see that he's very, 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 very interested. And he just kind of goes, like, gives you this look of like, "We'll talk later," um, before continuing forward, following Grant as they've now made their way pretty, pretty far. Grant's not really one to, or Edward's not really one to uh, stop for the rest of the party. Oh, uh, well, I would like to say, though, mm. although I'm kind of... Are, are we still in the upper ring, correct? Yes. We're in the third ring, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, the whole time Edward's still doing the whole tour guide thing, as if mm -hmm. he knows, like, oh, and oh, yeah. yeah, those are the pearly gates of the Rodhad family, and, like, stuff like that, which and, and all that stuff. And I just keep on going and going and going, not even looking back. <laughs> so proud of uh, myself. As you're going, Grant, you pass the temples and begin making your way past two or three properties before there's this very, very wide pathway that makes its way to the outer wall of that. And you look past it for just a moment and you can see two estates down, just barely in view is that of the fellow's estate, the wide um, gilded gates in front with the brick columns on either side lining the property line. Um, and just in the distance, you can see the mansion. Um, the closest you've been to home since you left. What's up? How how close do we have to travel to home to get to the place? Now, is this as close as I need to get? So you know that the path that you're that you've looked past, the really wide path, go leading towards the outer rim, uh, is the the way to the Sunrise Suite. So this is as close as you need to get. Good. Um, so you guys actually notice that uh, Edward kind of stops pointing stuff out and kind of just is just kind of going quietly now as and kind of like glancing over as as you guys pass this this property 
Is something is wrong? Sign? Is it your leg? What are you talking to me? Yeah, is it cramp? Is, uh, is your I... leg cramping up again? Um, stopped talking, so obviously uh, something must be wrong. Yeah, it's it's a little sore. I'm just I'm just tired of talking, and I keep walking. Really? I find that hard to believe. Yes, Melora, I'm tired of talking. Okay, now leave it. And he continues moving. Do you think he's been possessed? <laughs> who, who are you talking to? Melora. Yeah. I pass I my wisdom save, so I let him go. <laughs> Renaya is going to go up, and she's going to give Edward a little nudge. You did a really good job. With what? With taking on those hounds. Well, thanks. I'm not really used to that stuff, but, you know... I learned some fencing techniques. <laughs> smiles a bit. That's very impressive. Do you fight? W- what do you do? I've noticed um, you heal. Yeah. That's that's cool. I mean, I, I I can't do much, but I can do a little. I have a lot of respect for that kind of magic. I think I think it's good to have magic in the world that's helpful and not harmful. There's so much barbaric things that happen and it, it, it's so troubling it's good mm-hmm. to have somebody else who wants good to happen to happen and not just not just violence and crime mm-hmm. so uh you know you like magic <laughs> unaware of the situation practice <laughs> walks up he's like so how, how much farther are we are we like almost there? Or, uh. Oh, oh and Edward's, Good to see you there. Edward's just blushing just a little bit. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's kind of looking down and he's like, um, I don't think it's much farther. Do you have a fever? <laughs> Is it, has his leg gone to rot? I can, I can stop uh, that. Track. What? Track. Um, would you would you walk next to me for a moment? I, I of course. Is there something wrong? I didn't see the dog bite. Uh, no, you. no, everything's everything's all right. I just had a few questions about um, oh. where you come from and the story that you told. Well, it's not a uh, well story. It's quite interesting. In reality, it stems from <laughs> stories. <laughs> Three core stories. Uh, as you guys are talking, um. You, you keep talking for like about 30 more seconds before Edward stops in front of an archway that leads to just an um, a, uh, a open expanse over the second ring. It's just a hole in the wall, in the outer wall of the third ring. Um, and he steps forward above it and um, you can see in gilded golden letters, it says Sunrise Sweet, um, only for the worthy in small text script beneath it. Um, and then there's just nothing aside from this one little ledge on the outside of the wall, past the archway. Uh, takes a deep breath and says, okay, we're here. And you see that he's nervous, but it's a different kind of nervous. He's more composed. And he says, he turns around, his eyes are big. And he's like, whoever goes in, we must be on our best behavior. And I motion oh. towards Melora. <laughs> no outbursts. Be, be upright, be fluid in speech and in movement, and perhaps we can make it out without being embarrassed. Embarrassed? I'm more embarrassed yes. of you. 
then I'm sure you are me, so... Well, I can guarantee you in there, they'll be more embarrassed by somebody who shouts and shoots a crossbow than somebody who, like, handles a drink a well. Whatever you do. I have a longbow, and my father made it for me, so... Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Well, don't shoot it in there, okay? Just, just be I'm nice. I will only turn to violence if someone provokes me, so maybe you should keep your mouth shut for a moment. Okay, well, luckily everybody in there aren't like you guys, so they won't just... Cavill grabs Edward by the shirt and steps onto the ledge. Hey, 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 hey. And See, that's the kind of stuff we through can't the arch, And they begin floating up this uh this ledge detaches from the edge of the wall and begins floating up towards what you can now oh. see is this little hole in the in the far away of the um of the overhanging roof. Um another one of these uh little uh, probably about two foot by like four foot or five foot um stone pieces rises up to replace where that one took off oh, okay i guess we're going then just be on your best behavior you float into the distance um hanging out with havel yep who is gonna be next Melora, we happen to be next to each other would you like to wait oh wait oh your whole connection thing I... that might be bad do you wanna i can wait Malara, do, you, do um, you want to go at all? Uh, no, not really, but um, Sienna's, I have no choice in the matter. We should go. Well, I was going to say, I'm content to stay here. Oh. Well, this seems very important to Edward that I didn't make a scene, and I kind of make no promises such as that, so... Plus, um, they not know if they can... Ginger is probably not allowed anywhere near some place as nice as this. I wouldn't mind waiting outside. Oh, Renaya, then I'll be honest. I don't fully trust a soulless drock with a Lugijak Ishii like Edward. Um, <laughs> so I'm. I should probably go. Do you want to stay here? It's... I'll go with you. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I, Lydia... I've never been as high <laughs> off the ground as it appears this goes. And I don't know how that works. This whole float thing. So, I was a little nervous. Not, not gonna lie. Don't worry about it. You guys step up onto the platform and once both of you get on it slowly you know kind of rocks a little bit before raising up following a similar path to that of what you can see is uh havel and edward floating up towards it um catherine and melora what are you going to do well did you um, want to do anything specific or just wait outside we didn't know how long it would take right um well, I suppose, I mean, we could just wait here. Um, otherwise, if we're willing to walk around for a little bit, I suppose if you're willing. Um, Where would you want to go? Um, well, if I'm honest, I kind of want to go back to that temple. Um, but at the same time... Do you have I'm... a connection to it? Yes. 
and... Well then, I suppose we should go. Thank you. I don't think I've said that enough. Perhaps, um, they may know something about what's happened to us. Perhaps indeed. Um, yeah. I'll, I guess, start making my way back. Oi. I follow. You guys begin making your way down around towards the southern side of the ring. Um, and then we're going to cut back to the rest of the party. As you guys float up, first, Kath, or not Catherine, Edward and Havel, you arise higher and higher and higher. Um, and as you, after you get about 20 feet off the ground, there's a little gold bar that appears around you that floats just above you guys' uh, just beneath you guys' ribcage, acting as like a, like a safety bar that keeps Despite you above that, the rock. Edward is kind of closing his eyes and he's kind of like holding on to Havel by the shoulder and the arm now and he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> like kind of closing his eyes as he goes up. Havel looks at you and just goes, <sighs> and before going up, um, after about 15 minutes of this slow pace rise, higher and higher and higher to the point that you're hundreds of feet above the ground. You eventually make it to this little, uh, what is like a white marble, uh, well-carved platform that comes out of the roof of Athala. The platform comes up to it and the front band, uh, the one in the very front of you, uh, links up with this a similar golden band that appears in this floating um, on top of that pe uh, mantle, uh, that pedestal, the uh, whatever the platform is, and you guys both step onto it, knowing that there is, uh, seeing in front of you, there is a blank stone face. After about three or so minutes, Tarak and Renaya, in the exact same fashion, approach, land, the, the uh, golden bar uh, disappears and allows them to step onto this platform. Once you guys do, there's this another gold beam of light that trims out this archway um, and then spreads out into making this uh, bricked archway. archway. It starts on the inner ring and then it sets out and traces each of the bricks. Um, and a uh, little slow glow happens before that door or where that blank face was slowly disappears, revealing uh, almost a blinding interior as it's all like this bright white marble that's well polished and buffed um and inside you can see that there are several like uh mahogany chairs with uh, a red um a red stained leather uh cushioning the seats um that, and that's what you can see inside edward turns to the four three three three, three others tarak renaya and havel and he he says now listen let me do the talking and maybe we'll, we'll get through this thing without being kicked out and he turns and starts towards oh, the door perfect he walks With, in and who's the first person he sees we will get to that on the next episode no! uh, we're gonna stop right there um oh, i heard we got raided uh that's super this? cool why, why would you do this dj have to be here for this oh that's, oh, that's fair. fair well now uh, hold on we don't have to do this right now <laughs> uh, we'll get back to you guys in a little bit oh my word hey raiders thanks 
Yeah. So sorry, sorry to split with, with the abrupt end. Yeah, uh, sorry about stopping so soon. We're, for those of you who don't know, we actually have a, a sixth party member, um, Ryan, who plays Havel. Um, he currently, unfortunately, wasn't able to be here tonight. So that's why we're stopping a little bit earlier. Normally, our session would go for about another hour or so. Um, so definitely, if you guys want to check us out, uh, where the Paper Dungeon, you can check us out on Monday nights, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. All the VODs for our previous episodes are on YouTube, and there's a podcast version of them on Podbean, which can link you to all of our stuff. You go to our link tree on Instagram. I will resend the link tree as well. Perfect. Yeah, then you can check out all of our stuff. Um, it works out really, really well. Um, yeah, good session, guys. Sorry, mm. Renaya, again. I feel like I'm apologizing <laughs> to you after every session, but it is. Uh, I mean, this was a bad one, DJ. This was a right. first. She she hasn't found Samuel for like a year. Trap her in, like in the wild for three days, and then you're just like, well, you're kidnapped now. <laughs> now, despite despite bullying Renaya, DJ again, your storytelling was wonderful. But I would also like to say to those of you dungeoneers out there, our Patreon is now up and running, as I announced Yay! earlier. So if you want to hear more about that, boom, just skip to the beginning of the VOD and you will see it there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, uh, do you have anything else that we want to talk about before we take off? I, I want to go for, I want to go longer. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm so sorry. As captain of the shippers, um, I'm. I say that we just purposely make a point in the show where Catherine and Melora just hang out for like 30 minutes. No, one whole session. Dedicated one to whole session. We'll, we'll see how long they take at the temple because it, it could be that long or longer. Or even just even just every once in a while, we just release a random video. That's like an hour long every week. So they can just get it out before the game. <laughs> just being That's all so cutesy good. and whatnot. I'm like, oh, there's just up? still frames of I'm us hot. like this. Literally, yeah. every time we talk to each other, it doesn't even have to be anything. It's just like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> in the background. Good morning, Cather. <laughs> <laughs> the real win. Oh it's true. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we were super happy to do this. Um, we will be back again next Monday. So, um, Godspeed. And good luck, and good God. luck from Godspeed, God. Dungeoneers. Remember this, DJ. Yeah. 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 GLGS. Bye. All right. Have a nice night, guys. Thanks for listening to the Paper Dungeon Podcast. Visit our website, thepaperdungeon.com, for updates and other episodes.